What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Panels on Pages podcast. My name is Dolly Bordrievich. I am your indie hype man. And with me today is rising hip-hop sensation, Young Zachary. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I like the way you introduced that. I appreciate it. Uh, that's, I thought it was funny, man. The first time I forget what it was, it might've been your Facebook or whatever, but when I saw your name on Facebook, I saw your name is last name first. And I was like, young Zachary. I'm like, is that like a hip hop thing? Like, what is that about? Yeah. You know, everybody's a young something, you know? So like, yeah, I didn't even know it. It came up like that. I don't know if that's the way Facebook does it. Like last name first, or if that's just the way I just put it in, but yeah, it's funny that you saw it that way. <laughs> I just, you know what, but that got us into a cool conversation when you were on here last time with your buddy uh, about uh, uh, Deep Theory Studios. And that was a great, great time I had by all, which a new issue of that is on its way. Yep. Uh, should be coming in. Well, we're, we're working on it so slowly but surely, but it should be uh, this maybe in the next few months. We're going to try and launch the Kickstarter. So we'll see what. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Sounds fantastic. But today we are here to talk about a new venture, a new idea you had, because that's how we do, right? With creators, we, we make up new stuff all the time. And yep. you had this idea for a brand called Green Pizza Comics. First, take me through that. What is yeah. Green Pizza Comics? What's what's that about? Oh, that's so funny. Um, it's just funny because I've never heard anybody say it before because <laughs> it's so brand new, you know? Right. Um, but it's just uh, kind of a placeholder name that I randomly came up with uh i just i used to doodle a lot and then so i just uh, i have this thing in the corner of my uh computer screen right now that has green pizza studios uh but then you know i wanted to make the comic and then so green pizza comics that's kind of how it came to be and uh i wanted to make this uh comic book series like something you know relatable something like easygoing but not uh, the opposite of deep theory deep theory is like all about the mysterious and just like super deep diving into the cosmos whatever um, but it's very serious and then this comic book series is more uh, you know lighthearted, something that we can all relate to something that we go through it's basically about navigating through your 30s um, adulting and you know the stuff you know just growing up and learning all this new stuff on how to be an adult so <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. Well, welcome to that era. I'm I'm on my way out of that era. I'm I'm pushing into the 40s oh, sweet. this right year. On. So I'm turning 40 this year, and uh, yeah, the 30s is an interesting time for sure. You you hit a lot of milestones. A lot of things change. It's it's. I'll be honest with you. The first time when I turned 30, it wasn't a big deal to me, right? It was like just regular birthday or whatever. Moved on with my life. Yeah. Six months or so later, somebody asked me, "Oh, how old are you?" And I was like, "I'm." Th- like the first time I said it, it like hurt. It like physically, yeah. I like lost my breath. I was like, oh, shit, I'm 30. Yeah. Oh, that like, just, oh like it caught up with me. Like it all caught up with me. Yeah. <laughs> like I was oh 18 right until, right up until that point. That's how it feels though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you, you kind of like when someone asks you how old you are, you're just like, oh crap, I'm, I'm already 34. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it hits you. And uh, as as uh, many a, many a media property has said it, so I'm I'm quoting somebody. I don't I'm not, I don't remember who it was, but you only get one at bat, right? You only get one at bat. Yeah. You only get one go around on this on this race. So, yeah, you got to exactly. do everything. You got to do everything. You got to do everything you want to do because the fuck's the point? Otherwise, like you know, yeah. <laughs> like exactly. what's, what's the fucking point? You know, like if you're, yeah. uh, I don't I don't understand the idea of of, of working until you die. 
like yeah yeah I, oh man i'm on the same boat as you yeah like, yeah i mean i've been thinking about that recently too just like you know how i mean we only yeah we only live you know we're only at 34 for one time we're only at 30 for one time so you might as well and you know if you like if you think about it there's like so we put so much pressure on ourselves i mean that's basically just society in the back of our heads you know telling us what to do but when we really just come out of that nutshell and we start just realizing out of the matrix right <laughs> then we start realizing like man nothing really matters dude <laughs> you could do anything you want <laughs> Basically. You really, you really. Can. I mean, I mean like, I, I, I think, I think yeah. I, you know, within reason, within within yeah, legality, exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in reality, like like you said, you you can do anything you want, and it's 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 something that I think is really lost because a lot of people like sell that, but they sell it in terms of like you can do anything you want in like in 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 the way of like making money, or like yeah. you you can make like you could you know do whatever job you want, but it's like it's deeper than that because it, I had. Uh, like a straight up epiphany. I never thought I was actually going to have an epiphany. I thought that was like some movie <laughs> bullshit. It was, it was just something that I never really thought about. And then I brought this up last, last podcast. Like I, I tell this story a lot. So I like, feel like the people who are listening, you know, the, the ongoing people oh, are, no. like, yeah. are like fucking, you know, we know what you're about to say <laughs> <laughs> for the new people. Uh, I finished my novella here. Uh, my novella last year, early last year, about a, oh, nice. about a year ago now. And uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I finished it in the magazine two years ago. Jeez, it's been a while. Editing has taken a long fucking time. Let me tell you about editing. Let's oh, get yeah. to that That's in a minute. Story. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I finished this book. Like, I finished the final chapter. Was about to put out the magazine, but then I sat back and I was like, "Wow, it's it's done." Like when I put it all together in one mat in like one file, the whole story. I was like, "Yeah, it's out." Like I just like felt a little lighter. I was like, oh, there's all this room and all these other ideas can kind of expand and, and build out. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And then it really hit me because up till that point, I was really fighting with myself. Like I was like I, the job I had, I really didn't like for like seven mm. years. Uh, I, I really didn't like the job and uh, I had gotten fired. I mean, you know, it comes across when you don't like your job it's going to come across. Right. So I got fired yeah. and then I was on unemployment, but I was kind of like trying to find another job, try to find something decent. And then it finally like. Cause I was trying to find like hit this criteria and then I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to start my own computer repair business. Cause that's like the thing I can do, oh, that's cool. you know, like blind, like I can do it easy. Right. It's like the, easy yeah, thing to yeah. do. and I was like, I'm just going to do that. But then like, I never got it going. Right. I, I like created a website, but then I was like, never, yeah. never like actually dove into that. Yeah. And then when I put that book together and I sat down, I was like, Holy shit. Like I can tell the stories that I want to tell. Yeah. And just do some fucking bullshit job and pay the bills and, still tell the stories I want to tell. Like I, this exactly. doesn't have to be like, I can like the job is the second thing. Yes. Like somebody, exactly. I was, I was at a thing the other day. I forget what it was. Somebody's like, Oh, what do you do? I was like, Oh, like, I do some customer service, shit, but I'm a writer. Like, like that's, yeah, that yeah. was, that was dope. Like, cause that's, oh, the thing. Yeah. that's, the, that's the, that's the main thing doing mm -hmm. the thing you want to do regardless of job shit. Like, yeah, you got to pay bills, whatever, whatever. But yeah. that's like, that's the side hustle, right? You gotta, you pay the bills as a side gig. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly true. And like, uh, we're just working a full time job and uh, really understanding that that's not your career, you know, and like folk, folk, like taking that focus off that and bringing it to all the creative stuff that you want to do, 
then you you start to just build on that and you let your full-time job you know finance uh fund it on the side or you can you know you just use your full-time job to pay your bills but basically yeah you just come home and that's what gets me up in the morning and like excited about the next thing is that I like oh cool you know I get to go to work but that helps fund my creative projects and I'm glad to not call my creative projects a job you know and that's but it is very important because once you call it a job then it becomes not fun anymore so uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that that I definitely see people kind of get lost in it's like yeah. it's about it's about making like they gotta they gotta you know make a certain amount of sales to like make rent and pay the bills yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like, at some point that's going to get like, unless you crack that ceiling, right. That like, you got to sell X amount of copies for you to make, make rent or make whatever until mm -hmm. you crack that ceiling, whether it's through, you know, a movie deal or something where you get a big enough chunk where you're, you're, you're like backstopped, right. Yeah. Where you can pay the bills without having to crank out stories or, you know, arts, art pieces or whatever, without having yeah. to crank until you crack that ceiling, if you are really pushing as like your creative stuff is your main thing, it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna suck a lot of the time. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like I built websites for a long, long time and I can't think of something I would want to do less hmm. as a job because it's wow. like the, the like back and forths. And it's like, I had a whole job. Oh, this was years ago. And I brought, you know, brought the final design to the customer. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the layout. Boom, boom. They're like, something, something's missing. And I was like, do you not like the color? Do you want like different buttons? Yeah. Like, what do you want? I don't know. The color's fine, right? I For like two hours, sat there trying to figure everything out. I'm like, taking as many notes as I could take. I'm sitting there and I was like, they didn't give me anything, right? They didn't give me anything to work with. So I'm sitting there. I'm yeah. staring at the design. I'm like, the design is good. It's solid. Like it represents the company brand. And I just brought in a friend. I'm like, hey, look at this. Tell me what doesn't feel right and she's like why don't you just change the color and i was like well she said the color was fine so i was like she's like change the color i was like all right i'll change the color one change loved it oh wow <laughs> so like hours upon hours spent just trying to figure out this one oh single thing it's the same reason i couldn't do code man i like i love code like as a fun thing like it's a genuine hobby because I've had a couple times in my life where I've sat down, especially with friends, and it's like we're trying to figure out why a specific code won't work, and we spend hours, you know, digging through it, and it's fun as hell. We're trying to figure out all the stuff that's not lined up right, but it's like yeah. at the end of it, like that was dope, but it was like it wasn't my project, right? I could walk yeah. away from that, and then I look, I sit back and I'm like, oh shit, that was five hours. I'm like, I wouldn't want to do this shit every day. I'd fucking yeah. I'd lose my mind every day over this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> so yeah, I, that's why they stay projects or they stay like work, you know. It's, it's, it's gotta be separate. It's gotta be separate. Yeah, like when I, yeah. when I want to do stuff for fun, I like making websites when I want to make stuff for myself for, for, for like, for friends, yeah. I like, enjoy, I enjoy the process. Yeah. When it's, when it's like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta like cash a check for this. Yeah. <sighs> like, eh. <laughs> cause yeah. Like when money is involved, like it changes things. Cause people start like trying to milk you, you know, <laughs> it's just like, That's what? That's the other thing, right? Yeah. It's it's, it's um, a lot of creatives have talked about this, but it's like the the ultimate of how many revisions does something get? You know, I've done logos yeah. where it's been seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen revisions. Well, we yeah. didn't talk about that ahead of time. I didn't think it was going to be an issue, so it was like yeah. I've spent three weeks on a logo. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Because you think the other person's going to actually, you know, treat you like a human being, but they don't. So, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the times, a lot of people yeah. are out for themselves. It's not always. You're going to get you're going to get the occasional person that's like, hey, take your time, whatever, whatever. And that's great. Yeah. Like you're going to have those are going to be great experiences. But those are always going to be exceptions to the rule. Most people yeah. have time time limits. Most people have budgets and exactly. they're going to try to get the most value for that budget that they they can get. Yeah. Well, speaking of budgets, watch yeah. this. Watch this hard pivot here. Watch this is a juke. This, <laughs> yeah. this is a hard pivot. Zero dollar cost for your comic. Tell me about that. Why go for no for free comics? Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm all I'm a big fan of free comics. I oh cool free indie uh, mag, but like why do free for the comic book? Which we haven't brought it up. It's called Sex Life Zero. Sex Life colon zero. Yeah. I have so many questions, dude. I read everything you have <laughs> up. Uh, oh, right I got, on. I got, I got the sneak link. You know, I got the sneak link. Not oh, nobody yeah. else has access to these, so I read everything Sweet. you have up. So many questions, but let's just start with yeah. the title and uh, why, why free? Um. So, like, first, uh, I, I wanted to make them free just because, like, I wanted to share the experience and, like, of you know, reading a comic, but also, like, build a following at the same time. So, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, um, like, I wanted to put it out there so that people can read it. Because in my experience, when I, like, see some, like, see a comic or something, and then I have to pay for it, this is just in my experience. Like, uh, I'm not sure, you know, sometimes, like, I'm not sure if I want to actually go all in and pay for that comic, even though it's only $2.99, right? But I yeah, still yeah. have a, my own budget, my own bills to pay. Exactly. So that's why it constant constantly runs through my head where I'm like, oh, is this worth it? So I want I just want to give it out so that people that, that way people can read it and they don't have to worry about, you know, like, oh, I don't have to, you know, subscribe to this guy or I don't have to. I can just come back and read something when I want to. Um, so I, that's, you know, that's what I like wanted to do for others. But it's just also at the same time. Like I want to share my stories and the short stories I was writing, even though, so I started writing short stories because I wanted to get better and I still want to get better at writing in general, but um, like nobody was reading my short stories and I wanted like, I wanted people to, you know, actually read them and give me feedback and let me know like what they think, because there's some like funny stuff in there, I think, uh, and like, it's, I just want to hear hilarious. that. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, I first let me ask you the first question here. Yeah, is it all a fucking dream? Oh no, because <laughs> I am legit. Like the random crazy coincidence is oh, yeah. off the charts. Oh and, yeah, because yeah. like I really, I legit thought it was gonna be like turn the page and he's dreaming uh, when the mom was in the car. <laughs> like how do you not notice a person in the back seat but it's like all right cool i can like i've yeah. forgotten that i have stuff in the back seat so like i don't look back there all the time so like i could see that unless she whips out a fucking cake like a whole <laughs> ass sheet cake and i was like this dude's out of his mind he's high it's gonna well i'm gonna turn the page he's gonna be on a couch sprawled out blitzed out of his mind it's gonna but, be something yeah, yeah that's what something. you expect right yeah but nah it just keeps getting crazier yeah that I I wanted to do that because it's just like you have to suspend your disbelief to actually be in the story, and this is like uh, his 
view of you know the world around him and like the stuff that's happening to him so yeah his mom pops up in the back seat uh and she has an orchid and then all of a sudden she has a huge cake but it's like at the same time that's just the way moms are you know like well you know like just uh moms in america in general are kind of like that just like you know oh here you go do you want this do you want that or uh you know my mom my mom randomly does that you know because moms just like treat treat you still no matter what age you are they tr still treat you like you're like five years old <laughs> so, you're not wrong you're not wrong, yeah. you're not wrong. they want to feed that. you and you know mm -hmm. whatever absolutely yeah. absolutely i dude the like once 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 the story moves forward the like this man, and this is going to be spoiler territory for those who have not read it, but this is just one one page. This is one page out of this whole book so far. So just think about it. Like, take that into consideration. This man jumps out of a flying airplane oh, yeah. just to get out of conversation. Yeah. That, oh, that's like, that's the way I feel sometimes. You know, like, you kind of get caught in a conversation with someone you don't want to uh, talk to from your past or something, or just like someone in general, and you're just like, oh, crap you know, where do I go? And there's nowhere to go. And that's kind of like what you do as, as a writer, right? You kind of push the boundaries and a little bit further, a little bit further. And then sometimes you find yourself at a roadblock. So you're like, okay, what's the craziest thing that could happen? Or like, what would you, you know, what would this character actually do in a situation like this? Because it's like his fear meeting uh, his desire. Right. Right. And then, so when those collide, you get something like, oh, he jumps out of the plane and then you can solve it by giving him a parachute, but then, um, hey, now I'm just like trying to, I'm just like going in, into the, out of the matrix into the, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, just like crazy stuff. I, I just wanted like crazy stuff to happen to him. And, and that's kind of what, what it's like in reality. But, you know, um, when there's, there's people, um who live in their heads a lot um like i'll just walk around and then just imagine stuff you know like walter mitty you remember that movie yeah, yeah like where he just like zones out and he's just like oh and people ta are talking to him and he just doesn't even know what they're saying and he and then yeah, he snaps yeah. back and he, yeah so just like i relate a lot to those kinds of things because i just think a lot and then um yeah so <laughs> That's kind of where where those experiences are rooted from. I like that. Yeah. So uh, jumping back to a little bit earlier in the book, um, the, I loved the the exchange between him and his parents where he's like, hey, guys, I'm going on this trip and I'm not coming back. And they're like, cool, we'll see you for dinner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was it the, like it was the dismissiveness for me. They're like. This is not the first time this man has like talked big. He has not yeah. shared. He's this is not the first time he's been like, I'm gonna go do this wild, crazy big thing. And it's for real this time. Like this feels yeah. like the seventh, eighth, fifteenth time he's had this, like, I'm gonna do this huge thing. And they're just kind of like, let him get it out of his system. He's gonna talk yeah. for a couple days. Exactly. And then yeah, whatever, whatever. Like, so yeah. he's like, Look, here's the ticket. I'm going. And they're like, Yeah, hey, we'll see you for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so glad you got that. Um, but yeah, that's totally like that's on point. I mean, he just wanted to go and leave and do something, and then you know his 
his family's just like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever, you know, we'll see you again <laughs> or we'll see you soon. But in, um, in a way, um, especially because of the like jumping on a plane and going off somewhere, uh, it reminds me of this film. I, I don't remember how I came across it, but I came across it on YouTube for free, not legally. It was just there for free, the whole movie. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to watch it. Uh, yeah. uh, but I'd seen like a clip from it and it was, it, it the movie opens with a wedding. And then it's this, this young dude, like early, early to mid twenties, he's getting married and it's like, you know, everybody's there, but boom, boom, the, the bride comes forward and then he's about to say his vows, but then he turns to, to the whole audience and he's like, under each of your seats, there's an envelope. They all open the envelope and it's photos of the best man and the bride the night before oh no so like it's wild so he's just like the wedding's off enjoy the buffet deuces bitches i'm out and he just goes off on this wild trip it it ends up it ends up being a really really like huge like learning experience for him but it's like another situation where it's like everything goes incredibly insane just like while he's trying to like find himself out there yeah yeah and uh so it really like like when he jumped on that plane i was like See, like I'm getting that vibe, which like I actually really yeah. enjoyed that movie. The acting's not great in it, so like I'm gonna warn you. Oh, okay. But I'll figure out what the name of it was, and I'll let you know. Because it's, yeah, wanna, it's an entertaining know. film. It's an entertaining film. It has a I don't want to say one of the best, but it has a really solid uh, a joke, like long tail joke, uh, okay. in it yeah. that I that I like think about every once in a while. Like I think about it every once in a while. Like yeah. I, I like movies like those, like, um, you remember uh, Bubble Boy with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, I never saw that. I oh, remember really? the movie, but I never saw it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of like, as you were talking about that movie that you saw, it kind of reminds me of, like, those where the character is, like, stuck in a situation, but then they go out into the world, and then they're all, you know, experiencing, it's like kind of like a coming of age, kind of, um, in your later years kind of yeah. thing. But I like movies like that. Well, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize and they forget that you can kind of have a, uh, like like you said, a coming of age at any age, really. At any age. Yeah, because exactly. you, because yeah. I mean, like we're we're conditioned from, from a very mm-hmm. young age to like do certain things and be certain ways. I mean, like I... You know, I, I don't regret it because I've met some great people along the way, but like I went to college not because of me, but because of my mother. My mother was very much like, you're going to go to college. And like she even chose my degree for me, you know, like out the gate. I had, I don't say I didn't have a choice, but I just didn't consider that I had a choice. Yeah. She had already selected one. And, I, you know, for me, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. So I didn't think about like, is this what I want? I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So I, I don't have to think about this, right? It was picked yeah. for me. So I don't have to think about it. So then I'm in, you know, I'm in a major institution. I'm taking classes in a in a big hall, you know, like a presentation hall. And I'm like, I fucking hate this. Like, I can't, like, I don't want to listen to my teacher who's 80 feet away from me on a projector screen speaking through this, the, the, the speaker system as opposed to like in a room. So like, you know, I learned there that it's like big ass hall classrooms are not for me, you know? There's not yeah. really a way to learn that without doing that. So, yeah, exactly. you know, there's I, I've got learned experiences. And I met some, like I said, I met some great people in those experiences. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't change it. But it was just like a lot of things when you're younger, even though when they feel like they're a choice, 
they're kind of selected for you. You're pushed in directions by friends, family, yeah. you know. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's always something. So, like, when you hit a certain age, it's it's funny that this kind of this is the subject because I was just watching clips earlier today of this uh, this young woman who's, I think, 26 or something, just quit American Idol because she had a whole ass family to go to. So apparently she was like scouted. She she was like on TikTok or whatever. So she was scouted for this current season of American Idol, and uh, they brought her on, and she auditioned well or whatever. And like there's this whole like kind of backstory to it. But it's like she was on for however many weeks, right? And then she comes on, and she's like, "This is gonna be my last performance. My heart is back home. So I'm gonna go. My babies need me." Because she's got kids. Oh wow! But she was just like, "This isn't, you know, whether whether it was a, this isn't important enough, but it was like." to have that like solidif like solidified in you like yeah. she had the opportunity to like go for it the whole way and you know i you know i don't know her brain so maybe it maybe it's like a guilt thing or who knows but like but if let's let's give it the best possible framing and it's like she had this opportunity and realized mm -hmm. this isn't enough for me to not be with my kids as much as i want to be this isn't enough for me not to be with my family yeah. as much as i want so like it's the flip side of like, oh, you're going to like one day you're going to regret not doing this thing. It's the flip side of it because she's like yeah. 26. She had this massive opportunity, huge, huge platform. Right. But yeah. then she was like, this isn't enough. I want to be with my family and want to want to be with her family to like have that solid Think about how much like yeah. emotional and mental freedom she has now. Now that she's not every once in a while being like, what if I pursued singing? You know, like, oh, yeah. She had, she had it. She was there. She could have pursued it. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. So it's like now she could have fun with it. Now she could probably, now she probably enjoy singing more, more. Oh yeah. By just being like, this isn't something I need to pursue, or this isn't something that I like missed out on. This is just something I enjoy doing. Yeah, and it was. I mean, a lot of it. I I do think, uh, like you said, you know, um, she may regret, you know, like, or she may look back and be like, oh, I could have done that but at the same time it was either that regret or having the regret regret of uh the family you know? yeah so if she went into american idol or whatever and like continued her career there she i mean maybe she would have like regret regretted it because then she would have had you know been super busy no time for her family but yeah those are the hard decisions that like you have to make in life and sometimes they suck but other times it's worth it in the end in the long run absolutely so, absolutely yeah. and that's the thing i i i feel like something that kind of gets left out of these conversations especially about like pursuing your dreams and things like that there are a group of people i think a, i don't want to say a wide majority of people but a lot of people that don't want to pursue their hobbies as like a thing they do right yeah like, i want to tell stories and it's like i want people to read them so i want to, I'm, I'm making a platform i want to participate in the in the creator community so like i have taken opportunities like to create a podcast create a magazine where i yeah. am interacting and i am promoting people so that i am within that space and i'm fulfilling that for for myself some people just want to read comics some people mm -hmm. just want to write fanfic and go do their regular yeah. job and do other shit. They just enjoy yeah. like, the, it's not everyone. I think that's the thing is uh, when people talk about, oh, you got to pursue your dreams. Not everyone 
will have these dreams or will have these dreams at any given like the era of their life right some people yeah. are 25 and they're just out of college and they're hitting their first job they're thinking they're gonna be a millionaire they're 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 climbing the corporate ladder oh, in yeah. five years they might realize they love crocheting and that's all they want to do so it doesn't matter what the job is but they just really want to make these really cool intricate crochet thing yeah you don't know what's going to happen so yeah, it's like you know. there there's no one set path that's the that's the Thing that yeah. a lot of people i think confuse everyone's like oh you know you, you they, they compare themselves right and i've always seen it as it's not a race with other people yeah like everyone's like oh you're not you're, you're you know how, how where are you in comparison to other people the race is not with other people it's your race mm -hmm. my only comparison is where i was last week last month last year you know if i am further ahead than me. That's just the, the further ahead than me. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. And I think that that has brought me to a really good place. Like a few years ago, I was trying real, real hard to like push YouTube and do this like tech YouTube channel. And it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. Cause we were, you know, yeah. there are lots of reasons, but regardless, it wasn't moving. And I was comparing to like, oh, this person started after me and they were this big, blah, blah, blah. But like, then I saw some of those people who did pop faster than me fall off Oh, because wow. they decided other things were more important, right? Yeah. So it's like, you don't know what the formula is going to be because the person who's like beating you, quote unquote, this, this week might not even want to do this next week. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, if, if that's the thing you want to do, that's all that matters. It's like, yeah. I don't necessarily want to do certain kinds of, you know, tech reviews on my tech channel. I want to make more story-based stuff. I'm thinking more about like documentary storytelling stuff. Oh, that's cool. Like that to me is more interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's become more of a storytelling channel. Like that's why, like I still review stuff, but it's like lights. I just reviewed this light, you know, recently. So it's like <laughs> shit for storytelling, not, you know, not like yeah. fucking phones and shit. Although I yeah. did review my phone. My phone is still fire because it has a great camera. <laughs> oh, nice. but again for storytelling right I don't, like i don't yeah. give a shit about the processor none of that other nonsense but like the camera's dope but like yeah. that's the thing is is as long as you're doing what you want comparison is useless like i see there's yeah. so much like there's so many gurus in, and in all like ranges of of youtube especially it's like oh if you're in the in the comic space there's like youtube gurus for comic book channels and it's like, oh, do this, oh, do yeah. this, do this. You got to do this. You got to post this off and have this kind of thumbnail, you know? And then there's there's generic YouTube gurus who are just like, they can supposedly like direct your whole thing. But it's like, could that work? Sure, but you got to hit everything perfectly oh, yeah. at the right time, but you yeah. have no way to know what the right time is. It might not yeah. be your moment. Your yeah. Your exact content might not be what pops. Yeah. There's just no way to know any of that shit. Like a year ago, TikTok was big or two years ago, TikTok was all about dancing, right? Dance trends, dance trends, dance trends. Now there's 50 dance trends or 50 different trends. And now it's, it's this song or it's this kind of content or it's this kind of duet or, you know, like there's no yeah. one path. But as long as you're doing what the fuck you want to do. Like for me, I see, you know, on TikTok, I get a couple hundred views on at like on average. Dope. There's a couple yeah. hundred people that watch my shit. That's awesome. I don't I know that people are getting millions and thousands and hundreds of thousands. 
don't care. Like, and it's a great place to be. I'll be honest with you. Like, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a great yeah. place because then you're just doing what you want to do. You're not worried about metrics. Like, yeah. you're just enjoying the shit you're doing. And that's, that's I think, okay. the the thing that a lot of people miss out on. They, fi- they yeah. jump into these, whether it's comics, whether it's, you know, whatever. And they're trying to do it like a business out the gate. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, you, you got you to gotta make the money. You got to make the money. Like, how do I move units? Are you enjoying making comics? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that's the question. It is. It's it's so much like uh, jumping on the bandwagon, and because they're trends, essentially, you know, that's what they are. That's what everything is is a trend. Yeah. But if you do what you want to do, and you go in your own direction on your own path, then that's when you start trend setting your own. You know, yeah, uh, creating your own trend. And that's how I think people like catch on. And then, you know, they kind of, those are kind of the followers that just spark it. But um, yeah, doing what you want to do, like that's most important. And it's the same thing, you know, with like um, dating too, I think, you know, because I think girls can sense if you're single. (laughs) 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 They just know. Because you just give it off, you know, and well, yeah. uh, especially if you're like actively looking, right? If you, yeah, yeah. There, there's there's an available aura, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm out here, I'm out here, aura, you know, like it's there. But I like when I met my wife was when I realized what I wanted from myself and oh, from a partner. Cool. So like we met a we met on OK Cupid, you know, like we're we're in oh, like so early early internet uh, uh, dating love story, like oh, success awesome. story. And the thing is, I had gotten to be such a petty person because the way I don't know if you've been, but like OK Cupid, the way yeah. it works is you fill out all these <laughs> questions, like hundreds of questions. And I, I was on there for like a year or two, so I had filled out tons of questions and every time i look at somebody's profile if i didn't answer questions they had answered i'd answer those so like i was just padding my questions right and <laughs> i got I, I like hit some that were just like insanely dumbass questions that i'm like how how are they how is anyone going to get this wrong so it became my like quick litmus test it's like i would go through the questions and one of the questions I, i'll never forget this because it's such a ridiculous question it's like which is bigger the sun the moon or the earth and it's like if you get that wrong, I can't have a conversation with you. I don't yeah. care if everything else is 100%, you know, but I became yeah. so petty about like the tiniest things, you know, there was one, I, uh, this was another one. This is like a profile that I'll never forget because I, it was like, she's reading X-Men into comics. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I saw hates cats. I was like, oh, uh-huh. hate, like I prefer dog, but like hates cats. Yeah, hates is such a strong word. word. Yeah. So I, I just like never even messaged. So it was just one of those like <laughs> I became so petty about it. But it's like I, yeah. when I when I found my wife, uh, it was like it was so fucking crazy because I was just looking and went through all the questions. But it's like a lot of the shit we had different answers for. But it's like you could like explain your answer in certain yeah. ones, and it was just like. You know, she would say yes, I would say no, but our like our explanation essentially made it the same answer. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, okay. So it was like, so it's like we're just looking at it from two different perspectives, but like ultimately, yeah. the it's the same answer. So she's yeah. like, man, we like we really click on a lot of shit. And I just made, I like saw that she's like, oh, speaks she's like speaks Bosnian, and I was like, 
sure she does i'm like somebody taught her a few swear words <laughs> whatever whatever like we, that's that's how we do right we speak different languages and the first shit we, we teach people when they want to learn something is swear words. <laughs> and then i was like all right let me let me get your email she hits me with an email and it's like in her email is like in bosnia and i was like oh shit this she she oh, might dang. be for real so like <laughs> i uh i get the best of both worlds man she she ended up studying over there she like went to bosnia went to croatia wow. like no like it was so cool. It was, you know, yeah. weird. second podcast. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm giving props to my wife, but like, I got the, I get the best, <laughs> best, best, best of both worlds, man. Oh, like, that's amazing. She's American. Yeah. She's American as fuck. But like, just that was the the region she chose. She was like, I didn't want to yeah. study Spanish, so I studied Serbian in school. And then there was a you know study abroad program, so she she went to like Belarus and like study and just ended up studying all of this like Eastern European stuff. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why? Like, why did she? Was it by by random? Or pretty much. Pretty much. It was just like a kind of whatever, like a random thing. It was just wow. like she was like I didn't want to do Spanish, so I didn't like I didn't want to do something that was like typical. So I was like Serbian, fuck it, and like that just steamrolled into all this other stuff. I was like, that's really fucking cool. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it's, but it's, <laughs> it, but yeah, the 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 like mentality of figuring out like what you want. Like once I knew what I wanted at that like at that time for myself and what I wanted from a partner, it became very easy to have those conversations. Yeah. Because it doesn't like everything else doesn't matter, right? Once yeah. like once you have your like your key things, whether it's in life or in love or whatever, once you have the key things that you want, you know, at, at work or wherever, in a friendship, once you know. What are, you know, your, your deal breakers, if you will, or whatever you want to call them. It's easy to have every conversation. Cause it's like, okay, cool. Like, listen, this isn't going to work. We can't really be friends. Cause X, Y, Z reason, you know, you put pineapple on pizza. I can't live with that. You know, that could, whatever, <laughs> what, whatever is your, you yeah. know, I know, I know a lot of people have a really, really uh, strong opinion on that one. Particularly. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. I've had it. It's fine. Like, it's not like a choice I would make, but it's fine. I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like you know, it's, it's like it's if you but like as long as like, when you know the thing like when you know you when you when yeah. you know you you like you truly can appreciate who you are and what you want out of life and like what however weird it might seem because like if i go back to when i met my wife if i had told me then oh. like oh you're gonna want to write stories and then like have a side job or whatever to pay the bills i'd be like no this makes sense like i want to make this big company and do all this be like big shit and it's like yeah. it might get to that eventually, but like I I am I'm like cursed with this fucking thing where I think the biggest version of shit first. My <laughs> my initial starting like you know I think of you know I'm warp technology before I figure out how to fly. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like how do we get to Mars? Like you <laughs> have never flown a plane, so let's start there. Like <laughs> oh so, man, that's so true though. Yeah, like you can dream big and then totally get lost in that dream but like the the uh key is to like focus on you know small tasks first and taking bite-sized pieces right uh before even i mean you can imagine that but at the same time it it is also like when you imagine a dream of you know becoming you know doing this or becoming big or anything it kind of gets blown out of proportion you kind of get lost in it and um, you're not really focusing on on the smaller things and letting them grow because like once you once you're okay with that you know what you want 
um, but you're focusing more on the small stuff first, then you're like giving it more body and substance uh, in order in order for it to grow, right? Right. Um, but yeah, totally, man. And uh, yeah, congrats on, you know, finding your wife. That's like, that is a huge success story. Thank you. Because yeah, that's just like, I mean, you know, the um, I, I have been on uh, on OkCupid before and actually I thought it was uh, one of the better apps because I did meet someone on there and we were going, um, we were talking for a while for like, I mean, it was a long time. <laughs> it, I mean, for me, it was a long time. It was like a year and a half. Oh wow! Um, but I like at that point, like I asked if you know I wanted to move move things forward and you know um, meet in person because we haven't even met in person. And then so oh uh, wow yeah, and so she was kind of like uh, I think well she was twenty four, and yeah she was twenty four. And then um, she, I mean, she was, she was just a very different person. She lived a lot in the digital world and that was completely opposite from what I was used to. Cause you know, I grew up in the nineties um, where we still had technology, but it wasn't like this huge thing where you're today you're born into like devices and the whole, the internet, the dig digital universe. And that is just like a whole nother like uh, reality, you know, once you get into that. Uh, cause you can get lost in there and I'm just used to like interacting with people in person, you know, talking with them face to face and experiencing them through, you know, in person and, and physical. And she wasn't used to that. And so she, I don't know, there were some things going on, but she kind of like gave excuses to like, not, um, me. Yeah, and so yeah. I gave her multiple, multiple opportunities, but then she still wouldn't didn't want to meet so that's when I just kind of had to end it and then um yeah and so it just went it kind of like fizzled out because I was just like I gotta um you know I may hurt some feelings here but <laughs> I have to be free you know I can't just keep waiting basically but Dude, um you you got yeah. it look I, I got I'm gonna give you are you still dating are you like uh and that's I, I, that's one of those things is that like <laughs> I'm kind of um yeah I'm just kind of just like but playing it cool right now yeah but yeah. you're you're out yeah. there and available here's yeah, what I'm, yeah, here's exactly. what I'm, here's what I'm gonna tell you this is this is I think and it's gonna sound cold but I think it's practical because yeah. like, you spent a year with that young lady that's a lot of time to to dedicate to something like that when it's not going anywhere so yeah. It's going to sound cold. I know it comes off very like clinical, but you got to do the, the employment 30, 60, 90. You got to do the 30 okay. day, the 30 day evaluation, 60 day evaluation, 90 day evaluation at 30 days. You decide if this is worth giving a couple months to 60 days. Am I giving this another, another 30 at 90 days? Am I, am I pushing this another three months? Is this, is this something that's, that's worth putting my energy and efforts into for six whole months? Like six months is half a year. And at yeah. six months, you got to make that call for the year. Like, because that's your life. <laughs> that's a year. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. many things can happen in a year. So many yeah. things. Yeah. Like, people have, people have come into the scene, every scene, like music and comics and everything. Like, people have come into the scene, blown up and disappeared in a year. Yeah. 
like ever in everything right P, like yeah. where where is uh where's little nas x what's he doing yeah i don't know he showed <laughs> up was huge for a year for a solid year little nas x was on everybody's mind yeah i don't know what he's doing <laughs> he's gone now, he might be like doing some regular stuff you know he might be doing some acting or doing the putting out a regular album or whatever but he is not the phenomenon that he was he was in a position where he could have been enormous yeah unless he gets another insanely viral hit which is so incredibly difficult in the, especially in this era you know so like a year is such a long time yeah especially like we said earlier you only get one go around at this you're gonna spend yeah. a year chasing nothing yeah, yeah. You know, 30 days, is this moving, is this hitting the right notes, right? Yeah. Now, it, exceptions can and, can and always should be made, right? If something if something is new and unique and you're like, this feels so different, so, like, because that's what happened to me. You know, like, I was very much, I was like 36 to 90, met mm -hmm. my wife, second date. So, like, a week after our first date, second date, we go to her friend's place. She makes me. Shopska, which is a, a Balkan salad, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so it's it's super silly, but like we were at her friend's place. Her friend is uh, Bosnian. Her her other friend is Bosnian. So it's like we're sitting there. They're making food. She makes me the salad, and it's just like it's the silliest thing, right? It's a salad. Yeah. And I sit there, and I just look at her, and I'm like, "This is this feels like home." Oh, that's awesome. And it's like that's never gone away. That 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 yeah. feeling has never gone. So it was like right there. That was, that was a. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Like there was there was no yeah. thirty sixty ninety that bullshit. Like oh, no, yeah. like to me at that point, no matter what happened, yeah. I was gonna work. I was gonna work and fight to make this happen. So yeah. that that was the moment for me. But it's like, if you if you don't have that, which like. You you don't necessarily have to have that on the second date. Like that's I don't want to yeah. set any wild expectations for people, but it's like if you don't have that moment where it's like oh my god it's so new so unique like I want to explore this fully. Then at thirty days, you've had a couple two three four dates by then. Is it going anywhere? Yeah. And I don't mean physically. Physically is whatever. Physical shit can happen whenever. Yeah. Is it going anywhere? Is this something that you're going to build? Like, and that's honestly, it's true for anything. That's true for romance. That's true. That's true for work. Like, I think a lot of people put a lot of time in at places that they should, they should have dipped out on a long time ago. Like the company I'm at, the environment, the, the, the culture, like I never thought I'd be fucking talking about this. I really felt like the word culture had been like beaten to death by all these like, like, like money gurus, like, oh, the culture of a workplace. Blah, blah. No, <laughs> genuinely the culture at my work, outstanding. Couldn't have possibly asked oh, for wow. a better place. So it's like when that, when that like really hit, like I was training yeah. for like a week and a half. And it's like for a week and a half, I'm watching these like ancient safety videos and all the shit. Like they were at a, a place with a warehouse, so like tons of safety videos. And they're like, "Hey, look, like you you get around to those videos. Like you you don't work out there. You're putting orders and shit. So why don't we just show you how to put orders in? Let's let's move on because like you can watch the videos at a later time. Like we let's let's yeah, move you cool. on because it was like, yeah, you could sit here for two and a half weeks because it took probably in total by the time I finished all the initial videos that they had given me." probably two and a half, maybe three weeks of like full eight hour days of watching. 
Oh, I got a shit ton of fucking videos, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. So I was like, I could have sat there for three weeks doing nothing and collecting a paycheck, but just watching videos and like absorbing shit and maybe having some time to ask questions here and there. But like, like nah, like, let's have you start doing your fucking job and you could catch up on videos that, you know, as you go. And that was yeah. like right there. I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. Like, that's that's a good mentality. It's not just like yeah. check these boxes so that we, you know, we could move you forward in the process. No, it's, it's a legitimate place. And it's like, it's a place that, I really enjoy it. So it's like, it's something that it's, it's an industry that I don't know, that I don't know shit about. Uh, so like everything is learning something just dope. I really enjoy learning things. And then I don't have to, it's not something I had to bring home. My last job, I was yeah. in tech support. I really like tech. I like when people yeah. have a good experience with tech. So like I worked at a major company, I would see them make decisions, you know, from on high they would trickle down and I would see them and I'd be like, ah, people aren't going to like this. And then my whole job was to deal with people who didn't like the decision I had already seen wasn't a good oh. decision. So like, I'm, I'm mad about it four different ways by the end of a day, yeah. you know? So it's like, at the end of the day, I'm just mad. Like, well, how could they, you know, all I'm doing after work is like, why would they fucking change that? I'm talking to 16 people today <laughs> who had the same fucking problem I had. Like, why would they change that? Shit, right. <laughs> so I'm mad the whole day, every day. Oh my gosh. Whereas now it's like, I don't even think about my work. I, it's just like, yeah. you know, I have it or I don't. I can order it or I can't. It costs this much or or I can give you a discount. That's it. This It's like yeses and nos. It's very binary and like what is there. Yeah. So it's like the industry is cool, but it's like learning cool shit. Like <laughs> I give uh, my buddy Ben, uh, he sent me the box for uh, Frontier Forever. I give him shit about the uh -huh. box because I got that box the day after I learned what my company does, right? And they yeah. basically, it's, it's a lot of shit, but they sell a lot of, they're like a distributor for a lot of shit that people use to make boxes amongst yeah. many other things. That's like the main thing I always tell people. So the shit that people use to make boxes like yours and like his, uh, they sell. And it's like his came and like, you know, the flap on the front. Yeah. On his box, it like doesn't fold all the way. It doesn't fold flat. <laughs> and I, and like the day I got that was like the day after I had learned why that happens. So uh -huh. I was like, I know why this is fucking like they use the wrong kind of shit. It's like, <laughs> It's like the dumb reason to know why shit is. It's like a little funny like thing. It's like yeah. not, like when you pull a Kleenex you know thing off and oh, like, yeah. pieces of it rip off and it doesn't come out properly. I, yeah, they, they use the wrong kind of zip edge. Like I know the shit that they use to make oh, it. Really? So it's just like it's dumb shit That's to know. So funny. Yeah, you know, it's like dumb That's shit so to funny. like in, in practicality. It's nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. But it's like it's funny to have these like little things. But it's like once <laughs> I realized that I didn't have to worry about. Once I realized I like the environment, I didn't have to worry about, oh, am I going to have to look front of the job? Is this going to work? Yeah. Right? Once you kind of make that evaluation, you got to make that evaluation early on. Because, like, hey, if you work with somebody who's super toxic and you don't want to fucking work with them. Oh, yeah. Any, any certain certain monies, like certain monies will make me excuse a lot of behavior. But if it's like the money is just OK and the people are toxic, that's the value of that. It's way higher. That's going to yeah. out, outclass the money. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be looking for something else because this isn't going to work for me. Yeah, you got, totally, you got to man. make that call early. You got to make that call early. You know, yeah. friendship, same way. You know, uh, somebody's trying to get you to do shit you don't want to do or trying to, oh, you, let's stay up, let's drink more, blah, blah. If you don't yeah. want to do that, that's not a person you want to hang out with. Yeah. And, you you, you know, you got to call your own, this, you make your own decisions too. Cause, right. um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, exactly in line with what you're talking about with your job and your cult and the culture at the work. Um, this year, I had a, uh, or last year I had a job that I didn't like. It was like, it involved uh, dog walking. 
and okay. I love dogs. Um, I love everything about dogs, and uh, but I was more into like the dog psychology uh, okay. of it. And theirs was very bare bones. Um, their style of dog walking was very bare bones. Just put all the dogs in the van, let them run free, uh, make sure none of them get away. <laughs> but that's like the hardest Ideally. part because they're freaking dogs, right? They're right. they're always gonna like be running off doing whatever the hell they want. Um, and then so I I just went through that for a half a year, and that was the six month point uh, of knowing I was like, okay, I can't I can't do this anymore because I I also didn't vibe with um uh the person who um, owned the company so I, I just I couldn't do it you know like every day like day after day of not wanting to work and yeah. like hating my job yeah you can't just uh, put yourself through that so yeah that's why um I I switched back to the other job I was at and then um but exactly what you're talking about in uh doing tech support and customer service um, all the, where all the problems like trickle down to you. Um, so I, I deliver packages for Amazon and nice. it, it's basically like last mile delivery. So I everything like pretty much gets put on the delivery person. If something happens either to the package or, um, you know, whatever in the system or whatever, we're always like responsible, but it's not, you know, it doesn't always come down on us exactly. It's more of like the DSP, which is yeah. the third party delivery service um so but it's just the customers always think always think it's us you know what i mean and then because they, they because complain to about that it. because to them you are the company yeah you are yeah, Amazon, we, right? yeah exactly and that's exactly. and that's the thing that's the thing that always killed me like i worked yeah uh, <laughs> i worked for apple uh and that was a whole thing uh but it's like i you know to, to whoever i was talking to at any given time i was apple so it's yeah. like oh why did yeah, you exactly. change this i didn't change shit yeah I That's wouldn't exactly, have changed it yeah. if I had the call. If it was yeah. my call, it would be the same yeah. as it was a week ago. There's so many frustrating things. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, there's so many things that you want to change about the system, but you, there's nothing you can do about it. And that, that's like the most, that's what pisses me off the most is like things that I can't change, but that are easily changeable to make a uh, work life for the delivery person or for the employee, like so much better. Yeah. Um, But they don't. And it, because it would, either cost them money or i mean it's just like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me it's <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of decisions being made and like yeah. especially in larger companies like that there's so yeah. many divisions and more often than not they're not all talking to one another so it's like there's so yeah. many diff different divisions and, and, and chunks of the company that oh they think this and they think that i mean like there's a reason that I like the like early 2010s everyone and their fucking mom all the companies decided that a flat minimalist logo was the way to go with a smile on it right there's a reason of logitech ihop oh, all these yeah. fucking companies got a smile because everyone yeah. fucking saw amazon they were like oh the fucking smile in the amazon makes people <laughs> happy like that's why they trust yeah. it whatever so it's like you had a bunch of people who were coming out of college who just learned that and then they went to work for logitech and ihop and all these fucking companies like there was nothing yeah. wrong with the ihop ihop logo for fucking 80 years or however long it was it was the last i logo it was there forever there was no problems with it no one fucking hated it nobody was like man the ihop logo makes me sad because it was like the the banner was like like in a frown but it was oh, like okay. no one thought about it as a face so it no one ever said oh it makes me sad people just 
people were still going to fucking IHOP. You know what it did do when they changed it? It became a creamy, creepy face. So then the IHOP thing <laughs> looks like it's following you as you drive by. It made me uh, not want to go there. That's the fucking irony of it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you have these companies. It's like they don't think about all the real practicalities. It's like there's there's certain trends and there's certain, you know, like there's a big thing on TikTok right now, a discussion about uh, McDonald's laying off a bunch of people. But like they made like $6 billion in net profit last year. Like that's an insane oh, wow. amount of fucking money. Like go to go, yeah. go fuck yourself. You're going to fire people. That's stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's like they did, you know, it wasn't the seven and a half billion they made the year before. So, you know, they got to cut costs. Like they don't care. They don't give a shit about the people at the stores. They don't give a shit about anybody besides that number. Yeah. The decisions are made by that, by the, by a stat sheet. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it's, very true. It's yeah. it's they're they're playing th- they're they're playing fantasy football with real people fucking r- real people's lives. Yeah. They see yeah. stats, they see numbers, you know, like that's all that that's all that fucking matters to them. It doesn't, yeah. it, you know, the 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 biggest thing for us, you know, when I was at Apple was oh the the, the customer satisfaction score. Nothing else mattered. Oh, yeah. Efficiency didn't matter. Res- resolutions like actual resolution, none of that shit mattered. Yeah, customer service, customer satisfaction score is not exactly at this place where we want it to be (laughs) we got to talk why what why what do we got to talk about i'm dealing with 40 40 to 60 to 80 people on some days it is what it is you can't not every you cannot satisfy that percentage of people at all times yeah it's just not practical (laughs) yeah you can't but yeah it always i mean for those big companies it always just comes down to metrics and the numbers by the end of the day and in the end, like if you as an employee focus too much on that, then you're you kind of I mean, you're just pretty much don't get lost in that spiral um, yeah. of like, yeah, you're pretty much comparing your yourself, your value to those numbers. And that's not even realistic. And that's um, that's why that's why, you know, especially when you go strike out into your own, it's more important, I think that you are enjoying the thing that you're doing. You know, like you said, you wanted to, you wanted to do this to just share this story. Like you want to tell this story yeah. regardless. Like you don't want to worry about, Oh, if this many units sold or if the Kickstarter makes its goal or all these, like there's a lot of things, you know, I'm looking at certain Kickstarters uh, the, on the last pod, my buddy Hamza was on and, you know, I'm yeah. looking at his Kickstarter and like, I'm invested because he's also Balkan. So it's like, for me, I like, I'm a little invested in him now. So like, yeah. I'm looking at it and it's like, it was a day and like the number didn't move. And I was like, what the fuck do we got to do to make this number? We're like, and I'm not, you know, it's not even my book. I'm not making any money on this. It's yeah. like, I don't have to bridge. So it's like, it, it, but he really, you know, he wants to tell the story. He really enjoys it. So like, I mean, I'm sure the numbers are affecting him, but it's like, he still also wants to just tell the story, but it's yeah. like, he could tell it all now, or you could tell it over however, you know, however long, but it's like his, He's a fucking nutcase. He's like 334 pages first time out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. This man, this man just decided to come out 334 pages. First book. That's his first book out. I was like, bro, my first, my first like published comic shit was like eight pages. Like you went X thousands of multiples of that. That's insane. Like, why don't you relax a little bit? Why don't you, why don't you start with a, start with, you know, 10 pager or something. Get get, get the appetite, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but nah, you know, he wants to tell it a certain way, which like I respect the shit out of that. That is the way he wants to do it, and hey, that's the way he wants to go, you know. But like that yeah. does make it so that you are looking at those numbers very, very heavily, you know. Yeah, there, there's pluses and minuses to both of that, right? Like, so it, you're doing it 
for the love. And I appreciate that. That's why when people talk to me, you know, uh, when I tell people that I, I rap, uh, and they're like, oh, like, oh, you know, you're trying to be a rapper or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. I am, I am one of the few people that can genuinely say they're doing it for the love because I love the art of hip hop. And it's like, I'm not trying to be a rapper. I'm not trying, like, I don't have a SoundCloud. None of that yeah. shit. I'm yeah, yeah. working very slowly at a very casual pace. Once, like, when shit hits me, that's when I write. Like, I'm yeah. working at a very casual pace on a mixtape. Yes, it's a thing. I'm going to release it because that's the way I want to oh, tell nice. the story. That's it. I want to yeah. make, I'm going to make a bunch of music videos with it because that's, I want to tell those stories visually oh, so it's like yeah. that's it's all about what the thing is the process of it for me it's yeah. not about making a name for myself it's not about building you know a, a, a play count on spotify i don't give a shit about none of that yeah like i don't care i don't care i really don't i really i love sometimes i'm like i'm i follow a couple really dope hip-hop people on tiktok and it's like they share a beat and i'm just like yeah, this is fucking fire. And it's like, yeah. it, like, it, like it gets the juices flowing. Man. Oh really, yeah. Really exactly. gets the juices flowing. Like certain ones, yeah. there's, I still, I've been like slowly cracking a song on, um, uh, you know, that fucking, uh, I forget the name of the group, but it's like, uh, the song is, I can't stop Jay-Z and, and, uh, Kanye mm. did a, did a version of it, sampled it, but like the, I can't stop do, 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 do. Like, it's for, it's for a while ago. It's kind of like an EDM track, but there's not yeah. there's not any other lyrics. It's just like a dope beat with this "I can't stop" part, and it's like the beat of it, the actual beat of that song. I'm just like, fuck, yeah. I really want to throw a couple verses on this, but it's just yeah. like something that it's for me. It's got to like form, but it's but again, yeah, that's the enjoyment of it. I'm doing that just yeah. for the enjoyment of it, and that's why this podcast, the magazine, for me, I'm putting stuff out because I want to put it out. Like yeah. I, I, I really want to promote people. I think there are so many dope fucking creators out there like yourself that are doing such interesting things. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. Slice of life as a genre, not my thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, I started reading your thing and then I looked back at your page and it says slice of life. I was like, Oh, I mean, I, that's fair. Like, I guess this is slice, but it's like, I am enjoying the shit out of this. Oh, cool. But like Thanks. as a genre, I would like if if I had seen it as just like here's this story about I'd have been like all right cool like I would have supported you yeah but it's like I jumped into it but like because I I like your writing already like I know oh, I thanks. enjoy your writing so it's like I jumped into that right away but then I read it and I was like this is really fucking interesting I'm just, like I'm waiting for that oh, next cool. fucking page like I'm anxious for it I read oh, it and I, I like it looked like there was another page I swear to you on oh, God I'm not blowing smoke three yeah. times i'm like is there am i gonna reload this what i what i gotta do in the browser like how do i get to this next next page because yeah. it like had a next button then i was like is oh, there a page okay. that's not loading correctly like am yeah. i missing something here so i tried so like i tried three four different times to like try to get it to load nothing loaded i, I got all the pages <laughs> just like okay. i was like i wanted more uh-huh. so like it's i think the pacing of it's really interesting i think the story is really entertaining it's there's something else I can't, I can't think of what it's what else is reminding me of but there's something else that's reminding me of it but it's like the 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 pace really pulls you forward in the story and that's something that i think like for for myself i think pacing is like something that i'm really really struggling with um i think it's okay but like i also had to move my like my main comic series uh, from a 22 page standard format to like 10 page issues. 
because mm-hmm. my original plan was like a three page exposition. And then I sat down and wrote it and I was like, this has been one and a half pages. Uh, what do I do for the rest yeah. of the space? And I'm you know, like, had to figure it out. But it's like, once I like changed the format for my own storytelling purposes, the story became better paced. But like pace, I think is really difficult for a lot of writers to nail. Like there's definitely been comics that I've read in recent times, some even majors, honestly, even like Marvel shit where it's like, all right, like I'm not really, there's not really an incentive to turn the page Mm -hmm. for yours. It feels like there is every page. There is an incentive to move forward. Cause it's like, it's like the, the, the crazy shit that's happening. Right. First. I mean, right out the gate, man quits his job. So it's like, all right, let's, let's where why is he quitting his job? Yeah. Where's this going? I yeah. love I love the uh the 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 fucking big shot of him riding his bike and he's just like free and I'm like I like yeah. I feel that. I've been there. I feel that. So it's <laughs> like we've all like had that moment where we were like we we let loose of that shit that's holding us back. Yeah. And like I feel that moment. So I was like, all right, like I feel this. Let's where are we going with this? Like there's it, always something that's driving you forward and uh, I really love that. And I gotta give you big ups. I gotta give you big ups for Thank fucking you. for hiring uh fucking artists from Serbia, fellow Balkans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I saw that. And I was like, oh shit, we everywhere. Oh, that's dope, man. <laughs> yeah, actually I, I had to look up uh Balkan and then where 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 it was at in the world. Um and then I saw that Bulgaria uh was in the in the region and um uh, my old manager she was oh she was an amazing person uh she was Bulgar- bulgarian but i didn't know that it was part of uh the um uh, that region so that, that's pretty cool it's 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 a very it's a very uh broad culturally cultural region but it's like uh a lot of shit there's a lot of bullshit and i mean like historically and politically and all these other shits yeah uh but it's funny that's actually one of the songs i want to make uh i want to make a song uh, where it's literally like we're all the fucking same. Like we all drink, like we all dr- like all of us, all of us there. We all drink Turkish coffee. It's like that's what it's uh, called in all the countries. Yeah. It's called Turkish coffee. So like the little part of Turkey that is considered part of Balkan, like that's their thing, right? Greece yeah. create Greece. As far as I'm aware, Greece came up with uh, baklava. Baklava is in all the countries. A little different. A little di- you know different nuts or whatever. Whatever more honey, less honey. There's a little difference. Everyone got their own little flavor on it, but it's the same yeah. shit. So it's like, we're all the same motherfuckers. We speak yeah. a little differently, different accents, a couple different root languages, you know, but like we all are the same motherfuckers. <laughs> like, we have way more of the fucking common than we don't. And it's kind of fucking hilarious to me. And, uh, you know, when, when, when shit like Ukraine is happening, uh, that is uh, that is a stone's throw away. That shit is a stone's throw away, and I'm just like, I'm very like, don't don't do this again, because like I came from a war, you know, I don't yeah. don't bullshit again, don't start not nonsense again. At the end of the day, it's like, it's all for rich, powerful people bullshit. It's not for the people, not for the for not for the regular people. None of that shit matters. Yeah. Like they they have been taught that it matters. So yeah, like your regular everyday show on the street will talk about oh, this that or the other thing that's like politically charged. They don't actually like it doesn't actually matter to them. It doesn't affect their fucking lives. 
you know, same, same, same shit here. Like imagine, imagine if we just opened up the Southern border in America, what would that do day to day? Nothing. You'd go to work, you'd come home and make your comics. Yeah. This like myth of like, oh, they're coming to take our, no, no, the fuck they're not. They're not. Like I thought we had a massive unemployment. No, yeah. we got jobs for motherfuckers to take. Like, I I thought there was a massive problem with unemployment. I thought nobody wanted to work. Bring some motherfuckers in that want to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like to me, the the like insanity of borders and shit is so crazy. Like all uh, like all strife throughout history has been based on arbitrarily placed lines on a piece of paper. Yeah, that's it. You, you call it whatever you want, you know, God and all this other shit. God's not, you know, like God in any, ver- any version of God from any religion that I'm aware of. God doesn't want war. Motherfuckers interpret God's wishes as war. That's different. <laughs> and that's a motherfucker problem. That's not a God problem. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, so like it, it, end of the day, it's rich, powerful people that are directing the shit that happens to us. That is like, it's all fucking wild out here. Like end of the day, all we can do is live the lives we got the best way we can live them. This has yeah. become a very, very like deep shit podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I really appreciate the, uh, the deepness of it. Um, Cause like anything else, I sort of just like, you know, go off uh, or zone out off on and then but like stuff you know stuff we talk about like that's why i really appreciate talking to you because i don't know we just vibe you know on a on a, fr- a certain fre- frequency so yeah it's been it's it's really cool always cool to talk to you man definitely man same dude when i first saw so i saw that you followed me on instagram from the the green pizza comics account and i was yeah. like oh what's green pizza comics right because i was like it's a new comics thing i haven't heard about it. <laughs> i jump into it right look at the website and I look at the photo and it says Zach Young. And I was like, is that the same Zach Young? And I'm looking and I'm yes, like, I'm like, yeah, a lot of, lot of facial hair, way more facial hair than the last time I saw him. <laughs> but like, motherfuckers grow facial hair. <laughs> so that's why I reached out. I was like, is this actually him? <laughs> so I was like, what's, what's going on? Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for Deep Theory too. What the fuck is going to be comics? <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of just like side projects uh, in the meantime kind of thing, because, you know, uh, when you have w- just one thing you're working on, when you put it off into other people's hands, it kind of, um, you know, it takes time, right? And like, you are, there are periods of waiting. And so I just like, I always have ideas going and I always like, put them into like documents. And then um just like making use of your time is the best thing that you can do while while you're waiting right just like letting that all that stuff um happen and then you can do all the creation stuff in the background that's the kind of stuff that i like to do is just like create in the background and um and then put it in motion after that's like the fun part (laughs) dude that's that's 100 percent, man i'm the i'm the same way i've got Many sketchbooks and many notebooks full of shit. Oh, that's cool. Dude, I I, I have, it's like, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, uh, but like I wake <laughs> up 
with like fucking dreams that I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting scene. So oh, yeah. when I was in college, I still have that notebook. I forget which one it is, but I have this notebook where I had like just tried to find a blank page in the middle of the night. It's, it's fucking pitch black in the room. Yeah. And I'm like, I wake up from this dream. It's a fucking wild thing. And I'm like, I got to write this down before I forget it. So I'm just like yeah. reaching for my shit. I like grab the notebook, grab a pen. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's an empty page. It wasn't an empty page. So like I wrote in like kind of really big letters, this idea I had about this scene. Uh. Literally, it's not like any, like I have no context, but it was just like the scene that I came up with. I, I thought it was a really interesting one. And that's how like a lot of my shit happens. It's like I come up with these moments, like these yeah. moments that that I stitch together for other things. And it's like recently, and I hadn't, I hadn't had something for this in a long time. So like, uh, all of us I think have some sort of like, what one might call our magnum opus, like the big thing, the thing we've been working on the longest. It's been around in yeah. our heads the, 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 since the the youngest point, right? For me, it was seventh grade. It started okay. as, and I'm 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 happy to share this because it's it's not even remotely this anymore. But it started as a blatant Spider-Man ripoff. However, however, I will take credit for two things that have since happened in Marvel. Because I re I very much believe in the idea of like the the collective consciousness. Like yeah. I think you push it in there, and somebody else is gonna sift it out. And feel like if it comes out, like for me, if I came up with something, like a lot of people are like, oh, I I, I thought of that years ago. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't do anything about it, right? That's always the thing. Yeah. For me, for me exactly. I don't care if I didn't do it as long as it gets done, especially if it's like story shit. So like I yeah. came up with when the. I watched the black costume saga on the uh, Spider-Man, the animated series from the nineties. And I was like, that's really cool. My God, what if it was inverse? What if it was a white suit with a black logo? That shit was fire, right? Yeah. So that's anti-venom because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Y'all yeah. are welcome. And in my version of this, uh, and by the way, it was funny because a kid in school, because I showed him like this drawing and a kid in school was like, oh, what's his name? Like, you know, Beater Barker, you know, like, 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 what you know, like you're clearly copying Spider Man. I was like, no, they're like, what is it? Is it you? And it's funny because it was me, it was absolutely, <laughs> I was like, I had not written out these characters, but I'm like, it was absolutely me. It was like the, the yeah. concept was for me, uh, because you know, it was, it was seventh grade, <laughs> every, every superhero is you, right? So, it, I was like, instead of being an alien creature, what if it's like a, a suit made by like a government or like a secret program, and that's Ultimate Venom? y'all are welcome <laughs> so so like that over several iterations and so much nonsense became uh what it is now and i, I haven't like i have several sketchbooks and lots of notes and all this stuff and it's a very large project and it's one of those like once i timeline everything once i have these notes down for like everything Right now, the timeline is about a hundred hundred issues for the main series, and what? about and a, and like ten to fifteen extra issues of like tie-in books that have to happen at certain points. Yeah, That's I am insane. insane. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you. I start with the biggest possible version of shit. <laughs> yeah, I came up with an idea wow. that would take me a hundred, like ten fucking years to tell. That's that's the fucking insanity of my brain. But like, not even a year ago, I woke up. It's like a normal day. And I was like, I had this scene in my head and I was like, oh shit. And I like whipped out my phone, pulled out the notes and I wrote down the scene. And I was like, that's how I, so like, to me, I bridged, I bridged this moment 
Yeah. Like how, because there was this whole thing where one of the main characters, like a, it's a team book. I love team books, superheroes. But there was a, there was a thing where I like, at some point I needed the main, two of the main characters to, to have kids to like progress further shit, like shit mm-hmm. later on. So, cause I'd come up with this dope scene about him saving his kids. And I was like, all right, well, at some point I got to get them to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I came up with this idea of, uh, of like, here's this thing. And it's like, this is how, like at the end of this story, whether it's one issue or whatever, at the end of this part, he talks to the, the, the girlfriend or wife. I don't even remember if they were like married at this point, but like he talks to her about having kids and like, and that's how we get to them having kids. So I was like, this is dope. Cause like all these little pieces put like come together mm-hmm. over time. And I think yeah. once it's, once it's ready, once it's at a point where, cause I think, I honestly think like the initial four issue arc is way like pretty damn close to being good like to to being like i could put this out oh, uh nice. and i am and i have i have reth- rethought my uh perspective on it because back in the day when i was a younger yes. man when i was a young and wild man <laughs> i uh i i had this concept of i was gonna go to marvel so i was gonna go to the fucking top and be yeah. like 100 issues plus miniseries or nothing right that was and like the girlfriend i was with at the time was like they're going to laugh at you and escort you out of the building what are you talking about you can't ask for a yeah. massive commitment like that i was like no 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 if they don't want to do it fuck them right i was just like <laughs> i was just so i was like so hard ass about it right yeah but it's like since then i have i have rethought my approach to that and it's very much like i really want to tell this story like this is this that book to me feels like my x-men like my big oh, wow. like long fucking tail i i want to i want to set i like i want to jonathan hickman this shit i want to set up shit in issue one and won't pay off until issue 75 <laughs> I, I, I want it to be such a thing where when someone picks up you know volume 14 and they're like oh this is really dope like what's this mean and somebody's like oh no no, no. you haven't been around since the beginning let me tell you. <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny but yeah, no, I, I wanna I wanna tell it in like if I can, you know, if I if it ends up being told in chunks and like smaller, you know, yeah. runs of four, runs of eight, whatever, whatever, you know, it, to me, as long as it gets told, like I'm very much in a mentality of like oh, as man. long as it gets told, I'm good. That's that's a big thing that I want to do. So th- that's exactly like that's like what I've been working on um since like me and Vish actually got reunited as friends, um, like quite a few years ago. But uh, we started a story and then it trailed off into that's like sort of the, one of the speed bumps that we hit together. And so I sort of just kind of took off on that story and uh, took it under my wing. And then um, it just became something of my own. And that's like exactly like the experience that um, you had, except yours goes all the way back to seventh grade. But, um, you know, uh, just wanting to have the story told because you envision it and it feels so close to your heart than anything um that is yeah and it's one of those things that you just have to roll with you know like you just you're like i have to make this someday um i don't care how it's gonna get done but it's gonna and it it takes it takes time like it just takes those days of like having being completely blank and then other days you'll have like so many epiphanies that yeah you'll wake up in the middle of the night and want to write something down you know um but yeah that's crazy so how many uh how many pages of notes do you have 
Dude, I have it must be like three, thousands. So I have designed, I think, all of the characters. I think almost all the way through the end. There's one character, like the f- final boss, if you will. Uh, uh, he has not been designed, but his original form has. So, like, I'm gonna set him up literally in issue one, and that is a carryover oh, from sorry. like the second iteration of this. Because the second iteration of this was it was called Techno Ninjas, which like oh, I just okay. loved those two words. That, you know, I was yeah. eighth or ninth grade. You know, like Techno, like T E K N O Techno. Because oh, and that's it. and that's specifically because I watched Techno Man, and that show was fucking awesome. <laughs> but it's very rare on DVD and very hard to find, and very expensive. Uh, but it's a great show. Um, so uh, I, I Techno, I was like, I fucking love that the way you like spelling it with a K, love it. Uh, and then the, you know ninja the fucking love ninjas one of my one of my favorite uh series from the 90s was the american ninja series of films uh, uh michael dudikoff if anyone remembers michael dudikoff the american ninja uh great fucking series stupid wow. dumb as shit not great act yeah. like terrible acting but fucking awesome like so <laughs> what what are those like so bad it's great situations yeah. but no that's that it, i came up with this character this like villain that uh, kind of predates fucking everything and it it's like the and i it's funny because like man if i had the funds to like hire someone to do the art now would be the time for that book because it's very it's very keyed into like multiverse shit oh nice Uh, one like one thing that like is like you know i don't say universally but like very like well known amongst like the the people in the know in this world is damn my, my brain's gonna start working on this story again yeah uh, but like one of the things that's known by the people in the know like those you know people in the government people on these you know secret projects yeah. and shit the people in the room uh uh it's a, it's a hamilton reference for those who don't know um uh in, in the room where it happened um uh th- they know that they are on the outside of the spiral if you will so like the multiversal spiral of like realities like there's a core reality right and all variations kind of spiral out from it and they're they know for i still haven't decided why but like they know that they're like on the outside edge and the 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 balance between like good and evil they're like abstract good and evil the power balance is very important so it's like when this new group of heroes makes their debut the the world the 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 energy field or whatever the fuck you want to call it responds by like release by slowly releasing this like ancient evil so it's like they 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 didn't create this villain this villain isn't like a modern thing it's a very ancient thing but it's like it was on lockdown because there was no opposing force because the opposing force that trapped him died when when it trapped him back in like ancient times so it's like there's been nothing since then and now it's like opening up and these things are happening and it's like, oh, like I literally the 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 shot is this dude. Damn, I don't remember his name. Anyway, <laughs> that's, you know, it's in the sketch, but it's like he's in yeah. chains, it's in chains and like a void. And it's like the chains just like rattle it a little bit. And you just oh, see, yeah. like see an eyebrow like twitch up. That's it. That's oh. And I don't touch and I don't touch that for many issues for many, many yeah. issues. But it's like that is gonna be the kind of shit where it's like I'm just stacking shit, long tail, yeah. super, super long tail shit. Because I think some of the best kind of storytelling 
and this is true for comedy. This is that's why I actually really like Hamilton so much because of the way it's it structures itself in, in the like rough self-referential. It, as it goes, it's like, oh, remember this thing from the beginning, remember this thing from earlier. It's like statements and like phrases from earlier songs are said later. I love shit that's like that, where it's like it's keeping you aware of the entire story at the same time. Yeah. So like I love that kind of storytelling. So I think that's 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 the kind of thing I want to do. I want to do these things that like when this dude pops out, but it's few people that like remember these like two, three, four pages over the course of however many issues. Yeah, it's gonna be like, oh shit, that's the fucking guy, right? So like yeah. when this dude pops out and he's the fucking bad guy, it's they're that's, gonna know. Yeah, they're gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh yeah. shit, like it's gonna be like because they're you know, and I think that's also gonna feed the feed the beast a little bit the the hypotheticals the like let's look at all the easter eggs kind of people yeah L- love those people <laughs> like the the, the 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 dude the the new i don't know if you saw it the new across the spider-verse trailer came out and like within like three hours there was people already like ah this is look look at all these characters like, oh, really? <laughs> like they're already doing yeah. youtube videos and stuff so it's like that's that's you know that'll feed that that crowd which like I, I like both love yeah. and hate that crowd at the same time because it's like there's a lot of guesses, a lot of wild guesses, a lot yeah. of like 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 you don't have to reveal this to the like layman's like the people who like this trailer and just want to see it, let them see it. You don't have to be like, oh, this is from this other thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> let, let, you know, they can do that after. They let them do that after the fact. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, man, you got to make content. You got to strike while the iron's hot. So there's like, you know, I understand. Exactly. I understand both sides of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, there's, I've got three or four sketchbooks of that. I've got notebooks. Oh, dang. And every once in a while, like in a sketchbook, hold on. Actually, is this, yeah, do you have, I haven't, I haven't touched this sketchbook except for the last podcast and this one in literal years. But let's see, I think I have, see, this is what I'm saying. Website design, just dumb shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what this is for, but it was like, Oh, actually, it was for what eventually became Catalyst. That's kind of funny. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's uh, cool. Catal- Catalyst. Uh, uh, that's funny. Uh, Catalyst started as another thing where it was like I st- I, th- I came up with this biggest version of it pos- as possible. Like I came yeah. up with I don't know if you're a gamer at all, but like the you know Steam. I, I was like, I'm gonna do the indie Steam. I want to do indie comics, indie music, like everything indie is gonna be on this platform, and it's gonna be an app on your computer. You can download yeah. comics and all this shit, right? And that's that's where my head was, and uh, yeah, it was very much like th- that would require hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars, yeah. teams and engineers and yeah. servers and shit that I just do not have the access to. So yeah. eventually, I got to the well, how like what can I do? to do this now as yeah. opposed to having to wait however long to have all these things um oh that's funny this is not for that but this is for the series that is tied yeah i forgot i did these this is for the series that's tied tied into the book that i that i'm putting out that i'm editing um yeah that book came came from me not having the money to pay for an artist because the script for the, for the comic the first script the first arc is done it's been done uh, and when I've showed it to people, they love it. So it's like, oh, I want to make this comic, but I yeah. do not have the money to pay people. Because like, yeah, even at a hundred bucks a page, which I feel like is like the low end average, like, mid, yeah. mid-range yeah. average, uh, that would end because it's 65 pages. So it's $6,500. Yeah. That's, plus that's covers, uh... plus, you know, there's yeah. a whole lot of pluses. Yeah. 
but that's this is one of those pieces. This oh, that's is, dope, man. Uh, this is from the search and rescue team on, that's, that's on Wolfpack. Awesome. Wolfpack, which is this, that's the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, uh, so who who is that guy? Was that this uh... is? See, this is this is why I'm not an artist. That's a woman. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, okay. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a great artist. <laughs> no. I'm not um that is, that is one of the search and rescue people uh there the thing is there it's the the universe is mercenaries versus worse mercenaries uh it's a oh, universe cool. it's a universe where uh my tagline is there are no good people uh everybody's out for something everybody has an angle everybody has like a a, a, a oh, yeah. secret agenda um but it's bad bad versus worse there are no heroes in this like the our protagonists are very much mercenaries they do the work for money they just happen to have a stronger code of hard to even call them ethics but let's call them ethics for the sake of argument they have a stronger code of ethics than the uh antagonist team uh this is this is a i like that idea kind of a a a real oh that's cool version of one of the yeah you're good man Uh, like you, you have proportions down and everything but like this this one this one i'm proud of uh this is the the carrier vehicle uh, and this oh, whole cool. bottom pod is magnetically yeah. attached and it drops. So the top uh, stays up afloat and the bottom just drops down to to deploy the troops. Oh, that that's was, dope. That was, a, that was an idea I had. There's a great scene in like uh, one of the issues, I forget which one, uh, like issue two or three, where like they deploy and I've got yeah. it. Because uh, I, I write, I think technically the DC way, like I actually tell how to do the pages. Like mm-hmm. I do panel by panel breakdown. So I have oh, okay. it, the panels being broken up by this ship going up and then the next yeah. page of the ship going down. It's like, cause they're doing like a, a, what do they call it? A orbital, like a suborbital jump where it's like the, the fat, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So instead of going okay. around the earth in a curve, it shoots up in a straight line, shoots down in a straight line. So it's oh, I see. theoretically faster. Um, yeah. I learned it from an X Men comic, so if it's wrong, it's uh, it's it's somebody it's else's fault. fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this is this is the main dude. That's kind of funny. This is the main dude. Oh, Alpha. that's dope. Alpha. Yeah, like that is an early early view of him. Uh, it's it's a whole it's a whole that's world, sick, but uh, yeah. it's it's something that it, it came out of a session where me and a bunch of friends sat down. We we're like, what do we like? We want to make shit. Let's. Let's talk about all the ideas that we have and we'll pick out the best one and just work on that. And yeah. uh, one of our, one of our buddies was like, no, nah, I'm going to play this game or whatever. We're like, no, no, get the fuck over here. Like, sit, like <laughs> kumbaya in this fucking circle. It's those. And he whips out this fucking idea. And it was like, holy shit, bro. You were going to just hold that. You were going to hold this idea uh, because the premise yeah. is uh, mercenaries partnered uh, with wolves. So through, various means that are that are described in the book and more in detail in the comic mm. uh they are they're partnered with these wolves they can see through the wolves eyes and vice versa uh, they ex- the, the the shared kind of energy field or whatever you want to call it uh, expands the wolves lives because wolves are naturally shorter lived than us but it also uh shortens the the lives of the the agents and uh we have a dope thing which for the few people that will listen to this podcast, I'm going to say it and you'll either forget and be be surprised when you read it in the comic or you'll be one of the few people people who know ahead of time. Uh they are uh bonded in such a way uh psychically uh that when one of them dies, the other one loses their shit. 
Um, so midst fight in one of the first first few issues. Yeah. Uh, you see the you see an example of that. I think one of the wolves gets shot, uh, and the dude just collapses on the ground. Like his partner, Asian, like just drops to the ground, fucking losing his head. Like because yeah. essentially like a part of him has just died. Yeah, so they're basically like an extension of each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It becomes wow. it's very much uh I have a I have a scene later on when there's like a, a, a attack thing. Uh I don't know if you're a fan of uh Naruto, but like there's a, a Naruto run, like they jump through the trees and shit to uh-huh. to, lock, to line up to, to do the attack. Uh that's like a big thing on Naruto. Like I, I've never actually I've seen a couple shows, I've never watched the whole thing, but I know that like the tree running, the like Oh, yeah. the uh house of flying daggers kind of shit where it's like yeah. uh that kind of running the, the the running through the trees thing that that i was like i want to do this little homage to the to the anime fans um but yeah cool. like i think i think it's a really it very much became a a fight with myself because like when we sat down like we, we for like weeks months even we just like kept expanding it we kept building out like we came up with the search and rescue team and all these other things and each team is paired with different things different uh, animals um and i have some like subverting tropes thing so like the research and development team uh are like big brolic dudes they're like big dudes and they're partnered with gorillas uh <laughs> and uh but they're but they're like the r&d team they're the ones that like tinker and come up with all the new toys and shit like they can still put down you know they, they can still fight but like that's not their primary focus. So it's like, I have all these kind of little fun things. Um, and uh, I I was sitting there staring at this and I was like, I don't fucking know how to pay for this. Like, I'm trying to figure out like how to come up with the money. I was like, maybe I could like put the money together for like the first issue and then like use that yeah. to like, kickstart the rest or whatever. And uh, then I was just like, well, can I move forward without an artist? And that's why I ended up writing a book because a bunch of the a bunch of my, my new indie uh, comic friends started with novels. And I was like, just write a fucking novel. But then, I, but then instead of just novelizing that whole first run, I was like, what if I build this universe through these novels? And mm-hmm. I had these, I had these ideas and various like backstory and prequel things. And I was like, well, instead of doing like one-off or one shots to like show this, why don't I just write the fucking novel about that? Yeah. And, the one I started with was the one I had like the least developed, which was random guy. I really I had no context about him. It was just like kind of black ops kind of guy goes off to find shit about this organization. That's all I had to start with. <laughs> so I wrote it. I wrote it through the magazine. I was just like, it was kind of like it all kind of coalesced at the same time. I was like, I'm going to write the story. But like. If I say I'm going to write the story, I need a reason to like write it. I need a, a, de- a yeah. deadline, a date. So I'm like, why don't I do this fucking magazine? And, you know, I have I kind of like put myself out to these people who I'm going to feature in the magazine. Like, hey, I'm going to put this magazine out to feature your stuff. So like, I have to put this magazine out. So like I have a yeah. deadline. So I kind of yeah. held myself to that deadline, wrote the first chapter, and then it all kind of spiraled out on its own. Like that, I always say oh, like that man. story wrote itself. Like I yeah. had... I had no intentions of writing a romantic subplot. Lo and behold, there one appeared. <laughs> like, like all, all all this shit that happened, none of it was planned. I swear on everything. Wow. It kind of just all happened. And I was like, this is kind of awesome. And as I was writing it, I just, I, I had this idea. Cause he like, the, the idea is this guy is like a black ops, like inform information guy, like uh, somebody in the government uh, or in the military hires him to go and like find this, spec ops team that like 
is kind of a myth. Like no one actually believes this thing exists. Yeah. But he's like, like you're the fucking guy. You're gonna go and you're gonna find this information. And there's a scene where you know we finally ends up speaking with the informant. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. It's like because it's set in the the like backstory that's being told. The like information that's being provided is like from the '90s. And I was like, what if they tested the like beta version of this original team in Bosnia in like the fucking oh, wow. Bosnian war. And I was like, cause like where else? like there, there's not a lot of fucking records of that shit. A lot of it happened in the fucking woods. If you dropped a small squad, a small covert squad into that fight, you could get him in and out, test out the fucking capabilities within the night. No one would fucking know. No one remember that shit. So I was like, yeah. Let's do that. So then I was like, oh, but that's like, that's like my connection point to it, right? That's how it's like yeah. writing it, reading it back. I was like, like, I feel that. And then I was like, well, I want that for other people. So then it's like, I had this dude go to Brazil. So then I'm like pulling up Google maps, pulling out, like, where's this guy going to be? Where are they going to have lunch? Like, where is he having this yes. conversation? So it's like, I want people to have these moments of like, Hey, I know that place. And it's like mm-hmm. my buddy, Ben, uh, frontier forever. Um, He's like, I'm from DC. He's like, so I, I read the part where about DC. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's exactly what I want. Oh, okay. He's like, he read this part. He's like, that's dope. he was giving me feedback. He's like, yeah, no. he's like, if they were filming this, they'd pick like this other part because it's like more cinematic. Yeah. Uh, he's like, but like you pick the right one, like if you want it to kind of be low key. And I was like, that's exactly what I was going for. So like, you know, you know that park. And like, that's why I yeah. went there. So it's like, you know, he he talks to this guy, like he like gets an Uber basically. And yeah. uh and uh he he talked the, the driver's like from Chicago. So I was like, the, the driver is gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna tell him the, the driver's gonna tell him to go to this joint, which I really enjoy. Like this place called the uh, Chicago's home of uh, chicken and waffles. Like he's gonna send him there. He's like, if you're gonna go, get some eats. Like yeah. so like the people that have been to Chicago know like that that's the shit that's like I wanted to really have this kind of moment for everybody or as, as many people as I can think of to like, yeah. oh, there's this really cool thing. And it's like when he's in Brazil, he steps out of this building and he like looks out and he sees what's across the street and he's, he gets his bearings. He's like, how I know where I'm at. You're like, yeah. I know what's there. I know where I am, you know, geographically. And uh, kind of puts a lot of shit into context for him. So then I also went like a little deep into like car stuff as like the, one of the antagonists, let's call him, has this really dope car that he won't shut up about. So I was like, yeah. I kind of like built out this thing. And then I, I had this, literal spontaneous thing of who is this informant and i realized that i had like i said all this stuff was kind of as i went and i had not thought about this character and i was like i don't have i don't know if it's i don't know gender or anything and i was like because the the only time it's the, the character's been mentioned since then or since i started has been at the end of the previous chapter and it's like the when he says i'm looking for this person yeah and the other person says, I think I know them. And I wrote it that way because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was like, maybe this guy doesn't know if this person is male or female. And then I was like, well, what if they're non-binary? So then yeah. that's where I went. I was like, let me just write that. Not in any kind of in-depth way, but I was just like, why the fuck not? <laughs> like, It was very much like a nothing else defines this character's personality or, or 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 you know like this person doesn't have to be 
mm-hmm. gender binary. So I'm like, why can't yeah. they be non-binary? Like, like no, yeah. nothing about this character requires them to be male or female specifically. So I'm like, why do they have to be either? So they say, fuck it. So it, it was very much a situation where I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to step out of my own comfort zone. Cause like I can write dudes and I don't want to say I can very well write women, but I could present a yeah. reasonably, yeah. reasonably characterized woman. But it's like, I, I hadn't thought about how to present this. So I was like, let me write this as like, this is an old head from, from the uh, espionage game. And they left the institutionalized espionage because of who they are. And they decided instead of having to put on this front of a personality that they aren't, they said, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> and now they freelance. I was like, that's that, that seems like a reasonable thing for me. And hey, like if if it's not received well, it's not received well. And you know, we'll we'll make it. Yeah, no, that, as yeah, that go, makes man. sense. Yeah. That's dope, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that shit. But at the same time, like, like, yeah. I, I write specific scenes and I'm like, this person needs to be in this spot. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's very it's it's all like the way shit comes out is very different. But like yeah, that's yeah. I, I'm hoping like editing for this has been insane. I'm really hoping that it I'm almost done. Like I've got a bunch of people beta reading it. Um if if people give me the the kind of the the thumbs up, we're 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 gonna move forward. I'm fucking oh, psyched, dude. I'm so psyched. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. Um that that was the one that the novella that you sent me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, man. Um, super excited now. Now that I get you know your your background on it, it makes yeah it it helps to re- helps to helps to understand it more before you get into it. For sure, for sure, man. Yeah. There, there's yeah. a there's a lot to it. Like it's 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 a very like <laughs> the funny thing is if you were to go and read the copy in the magazine, yeah. it's a completely fucking different story. Not completely, but like major yeah. beats are different. I changed the dude's name. Like I changed a lot of shit in this story because oh, yeah. it was very much like where I went to editing my friend who is a, a writer and an editor. Uh, like we, we sat for like seven fucking hours going basically line oh, by line. And more than once she was like, I really just want to rewrite this whole thing to show you how I'd write it. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that I'm writing it in my voice. Like, let's just yeah. work out the fucking problems. Yeah. But but she had some like great shit for me because like she's like I right, like I don't really understand who this dude is. Like, is he a government employee? Like, is he an agent? Like, what is he? I was like, he's an off the books kind of research guy. And she's like, all right, cool. Why is their first meeting in the Pentagon? And I was like, Yeah. Valid question. Super valid question. <laughs> <laughs> so like I changed that entire first chapter, like essentially, like where they meet, how they talk about because like I had him walking into just traipsing into the fucking pentagon the the fucking assistant knows him by name and i'm like oh, yeah. i'm like yeah that, that doesn't make sense does it like if he's supposed to be a covert dude like so it's like that's the kind of shit where i was like i'm that's the kind of feedback i i, I love because i was like it doesn't make sense now like, yeah i'm gonna change yeah. the shit out of that fuck that and it's like then that i went I, I paid for an editor last year uh that was a little more brutal because like when, when shit costs money it's like you want to get the most value out of it. Like we talked yeah. about earlier. So it's like yeah. editing costs money. Then it's like, I, I fixed yeah. some like tone things and little things that I like, didn't think were that big a deal, but it's like, 
yeah, when you rephrase it, like it definitely sounds better. Like there's yeah, there's something to it. Like there's something to like changing the way you're presenting certain shit. So it's like I think I really think it's in a good spot. There's like a couple more tweaks that need to be done, but I'm I'm super psyched to if if I'm if everything goes well, and I think by the yeah. end of April, if everybody's satisfied, because I don't need to be fucking perfect. I just want to, I, I'm I'm very much a done over perfect person. Uh, yeah. so like if everyone's reasonably satisfied by the end of April, we're gonna move forward and we're gonna move to publishing because the only other thing I need to do right now is create the chapter art because I really wanted I don't know why but I really wanted to include chapter art. Yeah. Um, so I have these ideas of like these specific scenes that I want to show that I want to yeah. visualize for people. Um, and like I drew, I, I like kind of made kind of a shitty version of one early on in the magazine. Uh, and then I was like, no, nah, I really want to, I want like each chapter. I want them to have, I want to have like a idea of what I'm thinking for this place. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm going with, uh, with that. So, but. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Ideally like, ready for print summer yeah ideally <laughs> oh that's dope man yeah i miss i miss those uh books with the uh, illustrations in them too you know the ones that like they're they're like chapter books but you you get a a little illustrated scene in there and it gives you a, yeah it gives you a taste of the world of the characters and, yeah oh man dude it, it, it plays really well i've read uh 2050z if you haven't read it you absolutely should it's by J. Michael Primrose. Okay. Uh, absolutely fantastic sci-fi book. Uh, 205Z. It's 2052, but it's with a Z. There's a reason for that in story. I don't want to ruin anything. But there's like okay. a moment where I'm reading and it's like a lot of the characters have been shown through chapter art, through just like pieces of art. And I'm reading and like a new character is introduced and I was like, this is a white dude. This is very like, I'm getting white dude. I turned the page, <laughs> white dude. I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it was white dude. <laughs> I was like, I knew I, I had a feeling this had a white dude feeling. Oh, <laughs> so it's a, but no, it's, it's a great book. Really, really interesting. Uh, uh, like conceptually, like really, really dope stuff. A great, great fucking read. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah. I gotta check that out. And, and he's also just like such a dope dude, like on social media and everything, like really interesting stuff, like great stuff. Can't, can't wait for more. He's, he's very much somebody who I, I took some notes from because he had written a version of this. Well, not not necessarily a version of this, but like a book set in this world yeah. related to this earlier. And I was like, oh, I found this on uh, on Amazon. Uh, he's like, please don't read it. He's like, please do not read that. It's <laughs> like, he's like, it's an old version. So much has been reworked. I wouldn't want you to to have that be your first. Experience. I was like, all right, that's fair. So like that kind of gave me in my head, like the permission to be like, I'm gonna put this out. And if like two, three years from now, I think it sucks. It just make a new version of it. Yeah. It yeah. just read it. Like it's like, especially yeah. in the digital age, nothing's fucking permanent. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, you don't, you can make mistakes. You can go out and put shit out. That's just okay. Or like not great. Like sometimes stuff is going to be shitty, but it's like yeah. the, the, you know, I hate to use some of the fucking terminology of these gurus, the YouTube gurus, but it's like, you put that publish, you know, press publish, you put that shit out there, you're going to get feedback. And that's the most important part. The the like real world consumer feedback, if you want to call it that way, this shit's important because it's like, yeah. you're going to show your friend, like my wife is a little brutal. So like I, I'm, I, I trust her words, but 
Yeah. Well, like a, a lot of you know, a, a, in a lot of situations, especially if people are not like in the creative field, your friends are going to be like, "Oh, it's great." Mm-hmm. Like that, their feedback is going to be it's it's great, or yeah. not not necessarily because they looked at it from a critical perspective, but because they're they're happy for you to be making things that you want to make. Mm-hmm. So it's like, have you have you personally experienced anything like that? Has anyone read your stuff and been like, "Oh, it's awesome," but like other people have been like, "Hey, like maybe this, maybe that." Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, sometimes, like, yeah, like what you said uh, when you show it to your friends and family. Uh, obviously, it like because you already have you know history with them and re- relate relationships with them um i don't know the real friends and the real family they, they'll they give you honest feedback true and they'll say yeah they'll say what's the, what's on their mind uh but it's it it is always helpful to just get someone else's perspective on it that you don't know that um and sometimes not even people who don't even like you know sci-fi or something like that um i mean that may be may even be more helpful because then you can uh look at all the plot holes or whatever all the things that you need to fix and then just be like okay cool um but yeah there there have been a couple people uh who i've been lucky to have um and they've helped me like uh say what you know like what it could use and like I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, I think Vishal, uh, my partner on the, uh, deep theory, he's like, he's most, he's the most constructive. Cause I mean, obviously we both work on our stuff together, but, um, like he's able to understand you, you, you do have to set yourself apart from being a creator and a, a reader and a yeah, viewer, you know, for sure. Cause it, if you don't do that and you're just all creation, then, you get lost in your world, but then um, you do have to take a step back and then see it from the outsider's perspective of not knowing any information of that story. And then, so once you do take a step back and you're like, okay, you read into it and you're like, okay, if I was a reader reading into this and you know, like this happens and this happens, but then it's like, you kind of see an arc, you know, like if, if you are a visual person, you kind of see it as whatever you see it as, but like, I'll see it as an arc of where, okay, this is a good part and it, you know, it rises and then it kind of dies down, but I want it to like come back up or something. But yeah, I mean, man, those people are the most valuable though, because you really can't find, those are honest people and it is hard to find. Um, so recently I, I did read another one of my uh, writer friends novels and um I mean, I'm, I'm like super lucky to have him because uh, he's guided me in writing too. Like when I started writing short stories and so, um, yeah. And then, so uh, I was able to just give my honest feedback to him and it doesn't hurt any relationship because as long as you're honest, I mean, if anything, it makes it better. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because for like sure. you get, like for the other person, you, they want honest feedback that's the reason why they give it to you. So that's why I've like, and I've seen also with our experience with our editor on deep theory. Um, I love him. Like, I love the way he edits our stuff. Cause he's just so brutal that like, it just, it, it takes away. Um, you're not hurt by it, 
you're you just see it as okay this is all the stuff that could make my story so much better you know instead of looking at it like oh man this guy doesn't like you know all this stuff and so i have to do all this work now like if you look at it that way then you kind of ruin your chances of making something great but if you look at it where you're just like oh wow this is an opportunity to really pull something special together put something special together and put it out there um that's why like our editor uh, for deep theory like i highly value his his work and because he always just puts it out there but he he basically recently um said you know um because we're undergoing our editing process for issue three and I, I was like super excited about it and there's a lot of stuff that I'm attached to attached to in it and um so after we got the notes back I'm like okay um he actually liked it and it was like that's very cool because uh, he doesn't give a lot of compliments so nice. <laughs> and then um but the thing was is that there were key things that we had to fix in it and so once I got back to him about certain changes I said what about this what about that then he was like um well you uh he's he said you have to look at it this way uh you can either put something out there right now um if that's what you want to do or you can take time with it and become better writers. And so that was like Ooh. a big, you know, a big uh, piece of wisdom is that uh, when you're, you are a writer or a creator, uh, you know, the truth is that if you put something out there, that's one way of learning. You know, it's not to say that you're putting uh, something weak out there because it could be you know, really strong. You could have a lot of talent and just do one, one thing all your life and then, keep doing it and they're, they're all hits but like for most people you have to keep working on it and that's that's like really how you become a better writer you just spend more time with it you know um and like it sucks but eventually you're gonna have to keep cutting stuff out and keep scrapping stuff but when you put stuff together that actually matches your vision that um that you have in your head then then it hits because you're looking for what hits you know like you're looking for what hits in your heart and those that's the stuff that you want it's like it's weird you know like you can read a story and then uh you know or you can read stuff yourself that you've created yourself and you're like man uh either it's good or it's you know just like subpar or uh but you really want to like get it to the point of where it's just like um whoa that's that that could be something really good because then you can have other people come in and help you you know like soup it up and yeah, just yeah. like um, yeah uh but yeah it's just about like getting there and um getting to that point and really taking a step back <clears throat> but um yeah oh man but it's fun no, I, I feel that, dude. I feel that when I when I when I wrote, um, like I said, when I wrote that uh, script for the first arc of the comics, that was uh, that was a situation where, you know, I'd written this outline however many years ago, and I'd planned for a traditional floppy twenty-two page issue, you know, um, and I'm sitting there, you know, on page three, finished with the exposition, and I was like, I had another page and a half space 
planned out for this exposition. So I was sitting there. I was like, do I expand it? Do it like, what do I do? Like I could fluff it out and make it kind of take longer, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like this guy is a, like the boss of a mercenary organization. He's not going to waste words. He's going to say, go do this fucking job because I fucking said so. Like, yeah. that's the job. Go do it. Period. Here's the information. Go. Like there, there's no, there's no need for fluff. There's no need for back and forth like that. This is a tightly wound organization. Like we, you do what you're told. Like this is, you know, so I was like, fuck it. So for like three days, I'm like, how do I do this? Like, do I expand a fight scene? Like, what do I do with this? And then it really hit me like yourself. I wanted to put this book out digital first. And I was like, the digital space doesn't care how many pages it has. Yeah. And then that kind of reframed the whole thing for me. And I was like, well, I'm just going to write it until this issue's done. Like my plan yeah. for this issue. So that ended up being 10 pages. So then with that mindset, I went into issue two and writing that, and that ended up being 10 pages. So what ended up happening is I had five issues of 10 pages and a 15 page final issue. Oh, nice. That's tight. It reads quick. It's paid. Like I really thought it paced well, like the way, yeah. And I was like, shit, this, this is kind of good. And that's why, like, when I show it to people, when I show it to artists and shit, uh, and people, they're like, you got to make this. And that's, that's a great, like, that's a genuinely great feeling. Cause it's yeah. like, I'm showing them one page and they're like, oh, this, this already feels dope. You need to make this book. It's like, yeah. shit. All right. Fuck. Like, I, I really got to push forward with this, but it's like having it be at that position where like, I read it, I read it like three or four times, you know, the, after I finished it and I was like, fuck, this is, this is good. Like, this is, I enjoy reading this. So I'm like, I feel like people will enjoy reading this. And like you said, you really got to put yourself in that reader mindset. Cause like when I was editing uh, my novella, I don't know where my, my physical copy is, but like I had a physical copy. And I went through page by page yeah. You know, essentially line by line, like reading it as if I was reading it for the first time, because I knew that if I just like sat down and read a PDF, mm -hmm. I would just like get into reading it. And I was reading it and like putting my own context into it because I know more about yeah. the universe. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to flip a physical page and I'm going to look at this line by line. What am I missing? What is wrong? What do I need to rewrite? Because like if I read a physical piece of paper and yeah. it's like, here is this paragraph and I'm like, like something's like something's weird about this. And then I reread that physical yeah. paragraph. You know, I don't have this like kind of we, we're all kind of built in, like keep the keep scrolling, right? Even on keep news. Scrolling. Yeah. So it's like I don't have this physical, like I really have to physically hold this thing. So like if I read yeah. a physical piece piece of paper, I'm gonna reread that like paragraph. Even if I'm like, ah, I don't know, something's weird about this, but if I'm scrolling, I'm gonna keep going, thinking yeah. like I'll come back to it or whatever. But it's like, how often do you actually come back to anything where you're like, this is, yeah. it's like, I have, I have so many. Yeah. It's totally different experience. Like physical, um, when you're, you know, flipping pages, it just feels good. And like the way your brain processes the information, as opposed to like what you said about, you know, scrolling, um, cause your mind just automatically knows that, okay, I can just keep going here. Uh, but in the physical, yeah, it's just like, uh, you read it in different lights too. So yeah yeah you're right you're right that's a, that's a good point that's a good point that yeah it all matters like it, we don't yeah, it think matters, we don't yeah. think about this stuff like we don't think about the like the con like the context of everything matters so yeah. like the color of the paper the like 
the 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 environment you're in you know like i've been mm-hmm. in an environment like it's funny like a lot of people write in starbucks right that's like the that's like the kind of classic thing like that's where people go yeah. to write novels yeah i can't fucking get anything done at starbucks i can't either yeah i can't get shit way. done at starbucks i'm sitting there <laughs> And I'm like people watching and I'm listening to like, because I'm always hearing what people are saying. So I'm just like, 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 so then it's like, I hear a fraction of a conversation and it's like, what does that mean? Right. So like your, your brain is like occupied. So like, I can't, I tried I, for, for like a few months I was, there used to be a Starbucks right down the street. So I was like, I'm going to try to like double dip. Right. So I'm going to walk there get a little workout in i'm gonna walk there sit there i get the mug of coffee so like i can't just throw it away it's something i physically have to interact with uh and it's like free refills so you know (laughs) uh so like i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna drink a bunch of coffee i'm gonna write and i brought like uh like the like least capable computer i put together like i put together like a little linux machine super bare bones like nothing like it couldn't it couldn't play games to save its life like could barely go on the internet like I put an SD card in it. That's where my fucking stories were. Cause I was at the time. Basically like to, a typewriter. Yeah. Like I was trying to minimize <laughs> the, the, the least I could get out of it, the better. And uh, at the time I was trying to write uh, uh, net for NaNoWriMo. I don't know if you know what that is. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. National Novel writing month uh, cool. in November. So I was trying to like crack this out. Like I'm going to go there daily. Right. And uh, I couldn't, couldn't do it. It couldn't like, I couldn't get shit done. Like first couple days, like I was, focused on that but then the next couple of days like i'd be listening to the conversation i listened to the order yeah. somebody would be ordering for like more than what i felt was like a reasonable amount of time like, what the <laughs> fuck is on this order They're like how many fucking <laughs> cups of coffee do they need so it's like other oh, shit you just yeah. get into your head so i yeah. can't you know so like the environment matters super super matters like that's part yeah. of what like i was reading 2050z here and i could not fucking move forward in it like i'd read a couple pages and then just all my shit is here my computers are downstairs my games are here everything is here so i never had the the like bandwidth to read here and when i started my new job last year i like we have we have a little downtime here and there and i was sitting there and i was like what if i brought a book oh cool yeah and then i finished that book in a week Oh, dang. Because it's like I'd have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but it's like 15 uninterrupted minutes because everybody else yeah. got their own shit to do. So no one's yeah. do, no one's like really fucking with you. So I'm just like yeah. fucking flipping through shit. And that's why I started on, on TikTok. I do this uh, roll to read series where I've got, you know, I got all these books behind me. I haven't read half the shit, uh, but it's like I I get like a little overwhelmed. But like, which do I pick? Like what do I pick? Yeah. Do I do I, do I just like go trusty X Men on this shelf? Do I go like kind of Marvel indie mini indie, or do I go like self publish over here? Like what do I what do I pick? Right. So it's like it's this overwhelming thing. But I was like, fuck it. What if I just leave it up to the fucking universe? So I read a bunch of shit that I hadn't read for either in a long time or shit yeah. that I had like I had monstrous. Um, it's a series from Image. I had at the time I had five volumes. I had only read the first volume. Oh wow! So I read the other six volumes, <laughs> or the other oh, four volumes, or whatever. So then, and then when I got to five, I found out that six and seven had come out. So I went to my local comic shop and I ordered six and seven. So it was like this whole kind of ca- cascade of things. Like I read uh, uh, um, Lock and Key, so yeah. good, very yeah. uncomfortable for an issue, incredibly uncomfortable for an issue. <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh. uh 
there's a race swap in it and there's just no way around that like it's a magical oh. race swap in it and i was like what the fuck is happening right now yeah. uh but that was also around the time when i found out that the guy who write who wrote that um is the son of stephen king oh the uh what's his name hill something hill yeah j- 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 whatever but yeah i, uh, I think hill. joe joe hill joe hill yeah, yeah yeah i think it's joe hill uh, but yeah, so like I found out, he, I was like, I was like, okay, I, I understand like the su- supernatural kind of elements to it. Like I get where that's coming from. But like when that issue hit, I was like, because like there's this mirror and she gets this mirror, and it's like, I'm like, this isn't about to do what? Because it's like she had this like brilliant idea, and I was like, oh no, this this isn't going where I think it's going. And then it went there, and I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> come come on, <laughs> like literally like puts on literally just puts on blackface like yeah be- becomes a little black girl to go and, like for subversion purposes not for like not for any noble purpose but like to go lie to go to lie to someone fucking oh god like i i've read the rest of that series like really good series that issue will not leave my brain because i was like why the fuck would you write this like there oh, okay. you are a writer the whole point is to come to these kinds of problems and come up with clever ways to yeah. get around them not this like yeah. oh oh well to 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 get this uh, old black woman to do what she wants she's gonna turn to a little black girl and pretend to be her niece or whatever i was like oh my god no <laughs> but like anyway yeah so like i read that's that's how i started reading but it's like it, it, the the environment you're in like the fact that i had those moments of like i could just read and it's like i yeah. read through so much shit i re- recently read the fucking uh um uh, uh, squadron supreme hardcover omnibus thing which like hadn't pl- like hadn't even thought like that was a very interesting way to like put together an omnibus because it was like the entire tale throughout like decades of storytelling okay. i was like really really interesting uh read anomaly which is like i i don't know if you you were in the con circuit at all but for like three years at every convention, Brian Haberlin's Anomaly Studios was there with the Anomaly. It was like ultra widescreen fucking book, hardcover, but they were all about AR. Like you could point your phone at it, different pages, and it would like make the spaceship and you'd see it in 3D and oh, some okay. of the creatures and all this. Like it was a very, like they were really, really pitching AR. Uh, and this was like years ago. This was like 2016, 15. Like this was oh, years wow. ago. That's what I'm saying. Like they were kind of like I want to say really like genuinely felt like they were pioneers in the space, and uh, and uh, I bought the first book from them and never fucking read it because it's so fucking wide. You know, <laughs> I'm like this is gonna be like a monumental challenge to read because it really felt daunting just holding it. So yeah. I what I ended up doing is I bought like a book stand for work. And so like because it'll hold the pages open so i was like i'm gonna bring this motherfucking honking thing to work and i'm gonna read this so i ended up hitting like a wild card and i was like you know what i just bought this book stand i'm fucking reading anomaly and it's like read it. it was an easy read that's the fucked up part the actual the actual yeah. story reads very easily um i was thoroughly disappointed with the art which is cr- kind of crazy like knowing Brian Haberlin's worked with like Jay Ancelotto and like Jay Ancelotto is one of my favorite artists like all time. Oh. Like Aria, Aria to date is still like one of the most beautiful books you can read. Uh, very, <laughs> like very, very like 
it feels fey like it's all about her, her being like having mm. fey ancestry but it feels that way like his the way they did yeah. his art the way that like everything about it is really weird so it's like knowing he worked with him that he went to this like mid-grade photoshop painted style i was like uh, i was like but like the story was intriguing enough where i was like i kind of and i forgive it like I, i'm very much a it, it something has to keep me going in this and yeah. if the art is doo-doo which it happens it happens even on major books like there is an issue of x-men where they like let like four different artists do the work like different pages it's yeah. like like incredibly different art styles so like shit doesn't even look right next to each other yeah but like, but like a couple of them are bad just outright bad and but like the story in that book is so fucking good that i like don't care yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just don't care like it, it awesome. happens it happens like the, the, yeah the, the, you know it all the context of it matters is to i kind of brought that back i kind of kind of yeah. wrap that back together to context and <laughs> the context of the story but it's like yeah like very much it's like here like when you're at home anything you want to try yeah. to do like if you're in an environment that you're going to get easily distracted it's going to be hard like yeah whether it's whether it's writing or it's fucking like editing i did most of my editing at work most of it again oh, wow. i had those down times i could just focus on this piece of paper in front of me and look at is something missing is something misspelled whatever whatever whereas here I'm look, you know, if I'm looking at a piece of paper here, out of the corner of my eye, I see my sketchbook, I see my computer, you know, all this other yeah. stuff that is like a little more entertaining, a little more. Exactly. You know, your brain yeah. is like, I don't know, just stimulus, stimulus, give me stimulus. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, that's so true. I um, wanted to ask. You said that you are in editing for uh, uh, Deep Theory Three. Um, yeah. Deep Theory One was about evolution, uh, yeah. hallucinogens. Lots of lots of very interesting themes. Very good book. I don't know if you, I don't know if we ever should have talked about it since we since I read it since it came out. I know we we I had you on the podcast before it came out. I don't think we you've been on since. Oh yeah. Uh, I do want to say great fucking book. Love it. Oh, great you. read. Very. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh, although usually we do this as a spoiler full spoiler podcast. I don't want to ruin it for anybody because it's a great fucking read. Uh I was a little disappointed with like the greater context of it because I was like, oh man. Like, oh, really, like, what, yeah, what, uh, what kind of like, uh, like her backstory, like her, oh, okay. like backstory, backstory. Like, yeah, I was like, oh man, like I really wanted this to be like a romance thing, like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, no, oh, great, great fucking book, great fucking book. So, yeah. like, the surprise extra chapter, I didn't even know that shit was in there. Like, I guess I never. I didn't probably didn't read the Kickstarter. I'll be honest with you. Certain shit I don't like. Certain shit, especially if it's like a, if it's like at a kind of, I don't want to like. I I feel like I'm coming from a place of privilege when I say this, and I probably am. Uh, but like there is a price point on Kickstarter which I don't read the Kickstarter for, and I'm like, that's pretty five dollars sell, like yeah, go like you know, yeah, yeah. Out, you know, I'm kind of I'm in at a certain price point. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so yeah. so for me and like i may not have read the whole case but like yeah no there was the extra story with like a different artist which i thought was really cool uh really good art i actually really like the artist in the second second part of that um, oh cool right on. like really like top to bottom man really really great fucking book oh thank you uh um issue two you said is about yeah. uh, uh uh um wait i have it i have it yeah Sleep paralysis. Oh, I found yes. it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Sleep paralysis. 
what is the, the 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 genre or theme of three? Get a little exclusive, a little um, exclusive content here. Yeah, um, I mean we're excited about it. Uh, it's it's about uh, time travel. Oh, uh, yeah. So it has time travel, and it deals with the grandfather paradox. Uh, okay. And obviously, okay. So time travel, for one thing, is a very complicated thing. And it doesn't it, have to be. I came up with a solution, but go on. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but like just thinking of like, of all the different ways you just keep going back in a circle all the time. And that's why it's a paradox, is because, and then, then, then like in my mind, I came up with these other arguments where it wasn't a paradox, where it just, People were just blowing it up as a paradox. And then so we started believing that it was a paradox. But um, I came up with all these different points about it. And then I was like, wow, that makes total sense that it's not a paradox. And it, it you can you can't actually just go back and change something because. Uh, well, I had I had them all I have them all written down, but um there's so many different ways of like time travel that, uh, but the one that we're going with is time travel through consciousness. So it's not uh, a physical time travel. Okay. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's days of future past. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's also consciousness back. Okay. Yeah. What was that a, other is it, is it, is it, a, a, um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like kick off, I don't want to like reveal too much about that issue, but yeah. let's say is is it back to a previous version of yourself or like more quantum leap style, like you're just going back in time and just jumping into a random body? Yes, yeah, so, I think that's an interesting because I think that's an interesting one too because like oh, I, I, quantum leap is such a like <laughs> o- like old school. The fact that they revived it, like honestly, super exciting. I I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. I really want to. But like the the old school, I remember watching that like back in the day, and like she was great. Oh yeah. Oh, um, that was part. And that was part of the research too. Actually, G- looking at uh, watching a few of the old episodes of Quantum Leap, um, and man, you touched on really good points because <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, hey man, now this, I, this this is my this is my yeah. space sci-fi. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I've I, thought I about time travel probably more than anyone should, and that's good. That's good for us. Uh, too to talk about it and maybe we can have another conversation of, uh to get some inspiration but it's uh i can't spoil anything no, that's, fine. That that's fine we do get into to more of the territory of like uh it is also like going back to a memory but at the same time Ooh, okay not being able to change because um so the idea is, is the idea is that uh, personalities right like people have these personalities that sometimes can change but there's always a deeply rooted thing in someone that you can't change them and they're always going to cho- choose like a, a certain make a certain decision or they're always going to have certain beliefs on stance on something and the idea is that personalities are like fixed points in time where you go back in time you try to change a person, but you but you end up like, and then you go back to the present and you realize that, wow, like everything I did to try to change that person was 
was all a part of their personality. So they're, they're, they're like, you know, um, but like, yeah. So the fixed points of time thing was um, just that phrase right there was like from Dr. Who. Uh, I don't, you've seen like what the one with Matt Smith in like 20, I have, kind of I, have, I saw one episode of the Matt Smith one. And I've yeah. seen a ton of clips of the other ones, but I don't really, oh, okay. I'm a fucking asshole completionist. I want to watch from, <laughs> from the first doctor. But yeah. the problem with that is that a lot of that shit is gone. Like it literally doesn't exist. Oh, wow. uh, There's such a, it's such a wild history, but they used to literally just destroy media for the sake of space. Uh, so oh, like no. the That's fir- terrible, the first or s- the first or second series, uh, or the second series I think is completely gone. Like there's just none of it exists. So like I think they have some of the scripts or whatever. So like some of it they've been recreating in animation. Some of, some of it they've been like some of it is like the old 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 footage, but they've like somewhat upgraded it. Like dude, yeah. it's it's such an interesting backstory to that. But yeah, but a lot of I don't want to say a lot, but like a good. I think I want to say like hundred plus episodes of Doctor Who are just lost to time because it's oh, like a, it's literally like if you weren't there, you will never get to experience it. They have yeah. re-released certain things with like some things uh, they have like the film for, so like they've re re-edited it, recut it together, and adding like animation or whatever to like kind of fluff it out. Some of them, uh, one of the shows or one of the episodes not episodes arcs like they i guess in the old one they had more arcs like they had like two or three episodes would make like a story uh oh, which is ironic because like that was very much like the not the, that was not the standard back in that day right like that was not oh. in the 60s it was very much like yeah. my, like story of the week episodic. yeah it was very oh, episodic like there was not yeah. very many ongoing stories but like because when i looked at it it's like they have recreated some of these like kind of pivotal stories yeah. so like from the first series you can watch like two two of the uh stories but like in one of them they completely substituted one episode with animation uh and another of the stories they they reshot it they reshot it completely with an entirely new cast like kind of like tried to match people up and stuff like they but it was like uh it was an episode that it was one of the like few episodes that did not feature the doctor who he wasn't in it it was like a story about I think the Daleks or one of the other, uh, oh, yeah. one of the other like like characters. So it was like he wasn't in it. So she's like, luckily this episode that they needed to recreate doesn't include the main dude. So it was like yeah. they kind of recreated it. It's, it's there's so much very very wow. interesting shit about that. But no, yeah, time travel is uh like the, the key the key points in time that you're referring to. Like uh, I think that they touched on that in uh, they touched on that in Marvel a lot. Uh, these like uh, they call them they call them nexus points nexus events on uh, uh was it uh loki loki season one i don't know if you're you watch but like that's very that's that's some research for your ass like that's very much uh okay. that moves from a very uh fixed uh managed timeline that's the important p- part of that one is that it's uh, it is a managed time like someone is actually making sure it stays one timeline mm-hmm. uh as opposed to like a multiverse uh in that show so like that is um yeah that that's a that's a that brings up a lot of uh, talk about nexus points like shit that cannot be changed like shit that's going to happen regardless like yeah like no matter what you like pompeii right you you can go back 
and you could kill half the city of Pompeii. The fucking mm. the 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 volcano still going to erupt and that that city still goes to ash. So like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you can it doesn't affect anything, right? Yeah. Like um like there'll be more like there'll be different questions, you know, like for historians, but like end of the day unless they find a like a gun <laughs> like you know like you haven't done anything to upset like the timeline that's kind yeah. of what they go with so they 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 touch on that they, a lot of it's disasters because it's like you know a, a whole civilization or a whole planet explodes or whatever like that's the thing they go with it's like those are their like nexus points they're like fixed points that can't be changed but i um i yeah. I, I i like what you said there is like uh, the 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 person like personalities uh being kind of fixed uh because it is one of my favorite uh jay-z quotes uh as like i forget the i always forget the first part but i feel like it's like yeah you can you can change but that's just the top layer you are who you were before you got here like oh, so no okay. matter what you do like your your shit like you could change your habits right but like at your core you yeah. are the person you have always been and i think that's I think it like rings very true because it's a, it's such a, it's such a, like a weirdly introspective thing. Like it's, you, you have to really think about it because yeah. we lie to ourselves all the time. Right. Yeah. It's like, I've yeah. done this. I've made these changes in my life. I'm so much this, that, or the other thing. End of the day. Like if you're a shitty friend, no matter how much work you do, like if that's like, just kind of who you are. It it might be smaller things. It might be fewer things. It might be, but it'll still be who you are. Like you might yeah. be, oh, I call my friend once a week, but are you calling all of your friends? Are like, is it like, have you like done this grand thing for one person to be like, no, I'm a good friend. See, like, yeah. like what is the thing you're doing to like make up for it? Like I, there are many things that I am, but like, I'm a lazy dude. So like, yeah. As much like as much as I'm, you know, efficient with things or whatever, whatever, I'm a lazy dude. I just is a thing. Like my wife literally messaged me. I think it was Sunday or whatever. No, Friday because I was at the comic uh, at the comic convention. She messaged me and it's this pile of uh, rags. It's like shit that had been washed that I had just put down on the ottoman in my basement uh, and didn't put away. And she's like, it's uh, really hard yeah. to like know what's clean when you do this shit. I was like, oh no, those are clean. They've been cleaned for like three weeks. I'm just fucking lazy. Like. It, it was like, it's like 18 feet dude i could have done it a hundred million times by that but it's like i just didn't it's just like it's there i know where it is if i need a rag it's right there like yeah. they're like cleaning rags it's like it's completely unimportant so like you know the it's like at yeah, some so level no matter what you do no matter how much you accomplish like for me yeah i'm gonna get a bunch of shit done in my life but end of the day i'm still gonna prefer someone else do it for me <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, that's why like a lot of people like they complain about shit costing money or whatever i was like i was like y'all don't understand the power of convenience <laughs> like convenience is so powerful like especially because yeah. like, a lot of people are like me a lot of people are like me by choice like i'm just who i am by the way i am but like like i i, I i've i've said many times i would rather pay someone to do so like i like even the, the writing shit right i was talking to, to ben about this i was like i would i would pay someone to do the actual typing yeah. 
I could tell the story. I could pitch you all the ideas, dude. We can go all day and all night. I will tell you everything that happens, scene by scene, beat by beat. I do not want to press the keys. <laughs> so like for me a lot of that is just like the actual i have written the next two chapters of the current story that i'm doing in the magazine as i've been talking like as in the car i've just like been like talking it out to myself to myself to nobody else just like i played out this because it's like a con i i this new story that i'm doing is going to be a completely free release for everybody um and it is my answer to everything so for anyone who's like who's writing, who has an idea, who has a concept, and it's like you have uh, um, like a prophecy or like a like an ancient mass magical whatever, whatever it could be a weapon or artifact or whatever, and it's like if anyone ever asks you what like where did it come from, like what's the origin of that thing, yeah, you just say the armory. I am explaining everything away. I'm explaining all plot holes away. For any mystical object or relic or whatever the fuck you want to call it, by just saying, I'm, I'm creating the story. I'm calling. I'm literally calling it Deus Ex. That's the name of the story, because it is. Oh. It is literally, yeah. like it is. It is. It is the God in right. It's it's God. Oh, that's actually because that's God from the machine, right? Deus Ex Machina is God yeah. from the machine. So it's whatever the thing is, like the 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 thing, sword, amulet, whatever the fuck. If you don't have, like, if you don't want to come up with an origin point and you just want to, like, gloss over that in your story, and anyone ever asks you, you just say it comes from the armory. I want this thing to become so ubiquitous that, like, anyone can just be like, and now this person in this story has this sword or whatever gun or whatever the fuck special thing they need. Like, I want it to be a way for people to just introduce plot devices with no need for an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> so the premise is I've, I've already started. Like, I think the last issue had the first, I've got the last two issues had the first two chapters. So, and then this next one, I'm going like really, really deep into like the, the framework of it, but it's essentially before all of the existing realities. So all the okay. various concepts that everyone has, there was one reality where everything happened. It all happened. Everything that has been thought of and will well, has not been thought of. It all happened there. So whatever the fuck th- like thing you come up with, it happened there. But because of that, eventually, that universe just fucking imploded. But amidst oh. that, this family had just started collecting shit. Like some shit would happen. Like, you know, fucking ice giants would have a big ass fight. One of them fucking lays out dead. A giant ice axe is in the middle of the field. They're like, we should keep that. Like, that's just, it's like their impulse to just collect shit. So like, as they go on, their collection grows and grows and grows. And to the point where like thousands of years into the, into that universe is the first universe's future. They develop an, a, a way to store this shit outside of time space. So it's just this infinite armory of all the shit they've collected over eons and then eventually that universe collapses. They all retreat to that armory and they're like, we're really fucking bored. And then like the, the like multiverse, the omniverse, the megaverse, whatever the fuck you want to call it starts forming just universes upon universes upon universes. And then like some of the artifacts start like resonating to certain universes. And they're like, Oh shit, we should just go drop these off. Cause they seem to like go there. So like, 
in you know in this original universe there were Norse gods and there was Merlin and there was you know everything it all happened but in some universes Merlin was real there were no Norse gods you know in some universes XYZ other thing happened there was no Merlin it's all fiction right so it's like however you want to structure your universe and you need yeah. if you need a weapon or like a, a object or something because this all came from me coming up with a story about this girl who has these uh, these pair this pair of katanas that she gets by performing a specific kata, and it literally like she reaches into wherever they are, and like she doesn't know where they are, but she reaches into like a space where they exist, pulls them out, and that's her like way to get the and like it gives her a little bit of power or whatever. But I I haven't even written out that story, but I just couldn't let go of this like where the fuck are these swords at <laughs> like in my head i was like where are these fucking swords and it's yeah. like even so it's like her amulet gives them access gives her access to them but who made this fucking amulet so it's like yeah. that's that all just spiraled into this idea of like how do i explain like if someone asks me because i'm a i'm a fucking like process guy i need to know how and why it works yeah. so like i'm like how if someone like I, let's say this thing blows up and it's a movie one day someone's like where did this amulet come from i need an answer so so i was like let's backtrack how do we fix this and that's how i came up with this armory uh yeah so it, it, it's just <laughs> no that's that's the story that's running right now i'm explaining it and like once i thought of that all these other ideas that i'd come up with really blossomed because i was like this shit can be really cool because there was a there was an episode of there was an episode of charmed where like their magic like ran rampant and a bunch of like rando normies got fucking powers yeah like they got magical powers and i was like what if some shit happened and people like could like walk through parts of like certain places had like you had powers but only in that space so like you could do some shit but like only in a two foot radius or whatever you know but like different size spaces right some are li- really little and they're like at children's heights and you know like dogs yeah. sometimes have wings just because they fucking want to fly but then as soon as they leave that field they don't <laughs> yeah. so it's like like what, like that just that it was like an idea i had but then i was like how did that happen again yeah but once i came up with this i was like I came up with this whole backstory. I recorded it. It's terrible. I'll never reveal that video. <laughs> but I came up with this idea that uh, this one dude, one of the dudes in this family uh, was just like sick of putting all these fucking artifacts into their universes. And he was just was stuck with this last one. He couldn't find the right world for it. And he was like, fuck it. I really like this world. I'm going to stay here. And he fucking hides this thing. And it's like a basically a sphere of magic that's meant to like release magic into the world. And he's like, I'm going to fucking park this bitch here in Atlantis. No one touched this fucking box. I swear to God, I'll kill you all if you touch this fucking box. And he, it's like, you know, advanced fucking magic and technology. He gets a notification. Someone's trying to fuck with the box. And he's the reason Atlantis disappears because he fucking blows it up. Uh. He's like, I told you I would fucking kill you all. Like, I will not fuck with this. You cannot open this fucking box because it's not meant for that world. And he doesn't yeah. know what will happen. So, and it fucking, so he finds out that Atlantis has sunk into the fucking ocean and he's like somebody's gonna find that shit someday so he records this message so I I played this dude in a real shitty makeshift toga because he's in like ancient Greek times <laughs> and he's like telling a, a, a descendant of his like hey if you ever see this video 
that means someone found that fucking box and I don't know what's about to happen, but some shit is about to happen. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of like where I was like, this is like this, this box is going to open up. They're going to fucking find the sphere. It's going to release like wildly release magic into the world in a world that's not built for magic. So there's just going to uh-huh. be these pockets where people are going to be able to do wild yeah. shit, but only in that space. I'm just like, and it's like that's another story where I'm like I, I want to like fucking that. put that out for yeah. free and like let people <laughs> ram, ram, run rampant with it because it's like it's one of those things like once I certain stories I feel like I really need to architect it like the big one right the 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 long running hundred fucking mm-hmm. plus issue thing yeah. uh, which like once I actually sit down and write it maybe it won't be a hundred issues but like however long it's gonna be I there are so many specific beats that I want to hit and so many specific things that. When I came up with them in like eighth grade, seventh grade, the shit was low-key, like weirdly racist in some parts because I was a dumbass kid and I didn't know better. So, but mm-hmm. I like, I want to explore that and fix that. And yeah. the shit that is, that is good, that I think is really fucking interesting. I want to fucking spotlight that. So like, once I have all that done, like I want to architect that story. But like mm. other things, I have so many fucking ideas. I have scenes that I just want to like, I want to get it out there. If somebody's like missing yeah. a fucking scene, if anyone's trying to do some shit with like nanotech, I got a whole ass run of scenes for you. Please take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're dope scenes, but I like, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> it's like, it's like I would need to create a whole ass new universe and I just don't have the time for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, you're like you're like uh Stan Lee. <laughs> you just like I think I'm more like uh no, you're probably right because I can't draw. I was, yeah. saying, I was gonna say I'm more like Jack Kirby, but Jack Kirby could draw. He'd draw like motherfucker. Yeah, Jack I Kirby cannot. was just yeah, just drawing and then Stan Lee was like No, 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 no. Yeah. Do not do not propagate that lie, sir. Jack <laughs> Kirby created most of the shit we love. Stan Lee was a literal no, idea yeah. guy. Was a literal that's, idea that's, guy yeah, who would pitch some into. shit, and Jack yeah. would just make it real. And, yeah, Jack uh, like, was a beast, man. They 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 played with that idea. I actually have them. They're they're down there on that shelf. Uh, I have the Marvel Vision, uh, uh, like magazine from the nineties. Uh, oh, they 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 played with an idea of like being like, what if you were. What if you were in the Marvel offices? There was no Spider-Man and Marvel, and Stanley walked in and said, "Boom!" Guy walks up walls. His name's Peter Parker. His name's Spider-Man. Fucking go! And they like all these various artists of the era came up with like fresh takes on these. Like like Doctor Doom is one of my favorites. It's very steampunk, like super oh, interesting. Dang. Yeah, so they 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 came up with these like treatments of these characters, and uh, I I really really fucking love that. I kind of want to. It's a feature I kind of want to introduce into Catalyst for like indie characters. Like what if awesome. like what if I came to you and said like give them the pitch for for uh, uh, Deep Theory One, right? Like this is the pitch. What does it look like? You know, yeah. and just like make it happen. And because uh, it's it's a very interesting concept because like a lot of those a lot of those stories were very much collaborations. I mean, like they they you know Bob Kane is. Bill is the creator of Batman, but like Bill Finger made that character because Bob Kane's version had like a big red fucking cape. Like, a, actually, I think he had wings and like did not have a cowl, had like a domino <laughs> mask. So, like, Bob Kane's version of Batman is not the Batman that we know Bill Fingers is. So, it's like the like the shit that we, we attribute to a lot of people, especially historically, is very skewed because it's like the people who 
stayed in you know classic fucking history is written by the people mm-hmm. who stay in power right like yeah so much yeah. shit so much shit that we know is is written the way it is because the who's in charge <laughs> there's yeah. no yeah. no way around that one <laughs> like can't, can't dance around that one but it's like jack kirby came up with a lot of shit but he didn't like the way he was treated like jack kirby was the first yeah. version like he was image beta like he was image comics beta right yeah. he didn't like how he's being treated at marvel he's like fuck it i'm going to dc yeah <laughs> like like that's that's what happened and that's you know then they like didn't learn from their fucking mistakes and then we got image and to 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 just tie it all together here issue 10 which will feature some work from your book sex life colon zero uh i have uh, i showed you the cover you are the first per- besides the actual artist you are the first person to see the cover uh officially oh, did nice. the artwork uh oh, issue, yeah. issue 10 of of I say wizard issue 10 of catalyst is uh, the cover is an homage to wizard issue 10 which is a uh, infamous fucking cover because uh wizard basically commissioned rob liefeld to do a cover he did a piece with cable and shaft just because he loves those characters and he he made that piece and he's he's the guy like i've said this many times this isn't a, this isn't a new take or a hot take i don't really think anymore uh, uh rob liefeld is the is the like middle-aged guy who's still living off his high school uh, successes. Like he's still the guy talking about his high school, you know, football championship. He's the guy still trying to be hot off a character that he helped create in 1989. (laughs) Like that's his, his relevancy is I made this character that other people made interesting. Like, like Deadpool was cool, but then Deadpool was really interesting and, and fun because of Joe Kelly. He wrote really interesting Deadpool. Like I yeah. love Fabian, but like Fabian didn't make the best cable. Other people made cable interesting down the line. Like Fabian's dope, dope. He's a dope writer, but I don't think his cable was the best. Like, but that's also why he like kind of wrote him out of X-Force for a while regardless. Uh, but he, Rob Liefeld puts this cover together, cable and shaft wizards. Like that's fucking dope. Go to print. Marvel shows up at their door. They're like, motherfuckers, you didn't ask. And they're like, what you mean? And they're like, look, the book is already, the magazine's already out. We can't, like, you know, we can't unprint it. Uh, and we definitely can't afford to, like, do a, like, a recall and then print another version. Like, we just can't. It can't be done. It's it's in too many hands. This was, Wizard was the hottest fucking thing at this time. Everyone bought a Wizard. Like, there, there weren't extra copies on shelves at, at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they yeah. whatever, whatever whatever they sold that's what sold uh so then marvel was like uh all right well from this day forth you cannot reprint that image that image can never be seen again right so for 15 fucking years or 10 years they never printed that every time they do a retrospective like here's the last whatever many covers it would be a black rectangle it'd be a, oh, one through nine a black rectangle and then 11 and on so until I think issue 100, and then they did the fi- the like 100 issue cover poster. That was the first time since issue 10 that they had printed that image because that was like 2002 or three image was not really a thing. Like they worried about anymore. I think the movie, like the X-Men movies had already kicked off. So like there was yeah. a lot of things in play that Marvel was kind of like, whatever, we don't give a shit no more. Uh, like Marvel, you know, since then had already like gone through a bra- bankruptcy filing, like all many things that happened since then uh image was definitely not the powerhouse juggernaut threat that it was at the beginning of the 90s so my thought like i was trying to figure out like this is the 10th issue like i kind of want to make special 
And I'm like running it by my coworker who's a little bit of a nerd. And I was like, what do you think? He's like, well, you can like commission like an original piece of art or something. I was like, oh, I could do a, a cover. Cause for the first issue, I commissioned a buddy of mine to do a cover for me of his character. I was like, what if I do an homage to this cover? And I find a character with guns and I find a character with a bow and arrow kind of thing and make them the cover. And I was like, and my, my first thought immediately was Fishley because Fishley, I've seen his work. He does really good, clean stuff. I was like, Fishley's got to do the cover. I talked to him. He's like, yeah, for sure. Let me know. Uh, I can fit it in. You know, he's, he's like, I'm busy, but I could probably fit it in. It's just, you know, it's a single image cover. It's pretty straightforward. I was like, cool. Hit up. Uh, I, so there was a book that came out a while back called the Indiversity Handbook or Guidebook. And it's like various multiverses, like the, the vast multiverse of indie comics like all different characters and everyone's like kind of, this is the universe. This is kind of what's going on with like a picture of the characters. So I'm going through this like 60 pages or some shit. I'm going through all these universes, many dozens of universes. And I'm like, all right, like guns. And I was like, wait, what if I do, what if they're not men? What if they're not white? Like, let's just completely flip the script. This is indie. There's a much wider space of characters. Let's Mm -hmm. fucking shit. I find one character who's a woman got two guns, which is like perfect. Cable's got two guns on the cover. I was like, this would be dope. I go to find the creator. He died last year from COVID. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that sucks. Like, that sucks in so many ways for, you know, for his whole family and everything. But I was like, damn, like, like, that's a recent, I don't want to like, try to reach out and like his wife or whoever is handling yeah. stuff. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to bother them. And I was like, fuck that. I'll find somebody else. And then I come across a uh, 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 Taurus comics, Ruby from the world of Oz. Oh, nice. Uh, young black woman, huge gun. I was like, that's cable. That's cable. She got little pouches. I was like, that's given very, very given cable. I was like, all right, dope. And then I find uh, one, another uh, female character, uh, bow and arrow i think her name is literally the arrow which i thought was funny i reach out and i was like oh shit it's a game company so i was like oh well let me like let's expand like the magazine is an indie creator mag not necessarily just an indie comics mag so I'm like this is an indie company that does you know tabletop rpg like hey i could do an interview with them blah blah and i was like hey i'd love for permission to like use this on the cover and then we could do an interview with you guys as well because like i'd love to you know, kind of expand the field of who i'm interviewing yeah. and they're like cool we'll look into it no response for like two weeks. And I was like, all right, I'm they're busy or whatever. They don't like it, whatever. I don't I don't really care what the reason is, but I'm like, we gotta move forward. It's coming up. And I I just go through and I'll try to find another one. And I found one that is uh I don't know. I, I think he might be white. I don't know. I actually probably answer that question because it's from the power verse. <laughs> uh and it's uh because I ordered the, the 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 it's called the quiver kid. Uh, this feels like a very white name. His name is Alexander Mercury. <laughs> uh, but that's that's the character right here. Uh, and his uh, his arrow, his bow and arrows are like energy based. And I was like, super cool. I didn't know anything about him, but like I find out he's a speedster and shit. It's like he's got a very interesting power set. Like I'm super interested to read about him. Uh, but I like bought the books digitally. I bought this thing physical because I this is the shit. This is my shit. I love this shit. Like universe guides. That's I have so many. <laughs> uh, so it's like. I picked those. And originally, I was like, I kind of want to just pick two characters and like not ask permission, like recreate the entire scenario. Yeah. But I was like, nah, nah, nah. Let, let me like learn from history. Let me not, you know, like 
piss people off. So I like reached out and everybody was cool with it. So I, uh, I really, really, really excited for everybody to see this cover. Like this man hits me yeah. with the blue line sketch at like 1130 in the morning. He's like, is the layout good? I was like, layout's fire. Let's go. Two hours later, hits me with the black outline, the inks. I was like, sick. And like before the end of the fucking day, like before the end of my work day, he messages me with the fucking final and he's like, sorry, it took so long. I was like, bro, are you joking? <laughs> like, it's like eight hours, like less than eight hours, like six hours. Yeah. Stop it, bro. Like, I don't want to hear none of this. That took too long. Like, what are you talking about? I thought it was going to take six weeks, bro. Like, what are you talking yeah. like I would have given you six That's weeks awesome. to produce this. This is sick. <laughs> like, stop it. So if, uh, uh, if people have not been subscribed yet, if people are listening to this and are not subscribed to thecatalyst.digital, they should be. They absolutely should be because we have Sex Life Zero in there. We've previously featured Deep Theory. Uh, that shit is fire. That shit is fire. Uh, Zach, I really genuinely, like, I I feel like, I feel like it might sound like I'm blowing smoke, but I genuinely really enjoy your, your writing. Uh, oh, thank you, man. Can't wait to read the rest of this the, the, this book. Do you do you have an ETA on when the rest of uh, Sex Life Zero is going to be coming out? Um, so I do have um, issue two already written, and then I'm working on uh, in sorry issue three. Well, there there you know it's an anthology. It's not going to be exactly in order, but um, I have another issue that I also have another artist that I really want to work with. Um, so I could put that uh, in motion right now, but I, I'm just trying to keep control of my finances. Um, Understood. <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, but <clears throat> the other one I'm trying to finish and write. And then, so once those go in motion, then I can finish writing the other um, the other issues. Uh, but I will, I will say that the first issue of Sex Life Zero should come out in, I'd say maybe like, uh maybe like a month or something okay um but don't hold me on that uh because i haven't um we haven't worked on the cover um together yet so uh still want to get that made and um but yeah it's it's going to be a fun issue it's very lighthearted, and yeah i'm i'm excited because um yeah ska his his art is just like oh man it's amazing like I don't, I don't he, understand that that last part of his name. Like Alexander Bozic, like I understand his name, like but that S K E, yeah. I don't understand. Is that just um, like his yeah. nickname, or that's what he goes by? I don't understand it either. Um, uh, but he does. You know, that's like his signature. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I just go with it, and that's I'm just is, like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, thanks, Ka. and he's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> cool. So, um, but yeah, he he's a really cool guy. Uh, very easy to work with, and he's just super professional and just hits every mark on the expressions of each character. Um, yeah, the guy's amazing. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for it to come out. So greenpizzacomics.com or on Instagram, you can go look up Green Pizza Comics, Green Pizza, Pizza Comics everywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And thank you for uh, your all your support, man. Um, just really appreciate you supporting all the indie artists out there and creators because that i mean it's just a huge you know huge um community that really i do feel like is under supported in a lot of um in a lot of ways so yeah just you being out there and and like reaching out to indie creators it just makes people feel like 
even if they're not in it 100%, it makes people feel like, you know, special. And it's just really nice, man. Just really appreciate that. Absolutely my pleasure, sir. I yeah. cannot cannot wait to read the rest of this issue, read more issues. Uh, it's like I said, slice of life. Uh, I think it, it doesn't even necessarily do it justice. I think it's it's it, even more than that. I think it's it's dope. It's, it's got like a action adventure feel. It's 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 reminding me of a lot of uh, some like mid nineties like action like comedy oh, yeah. films, like com like action comedy films. There, there was a there was one that uh, I think like no one's watched besides me. I swear, yeah. uh, but I bring it up every once in a while. It's called. Um, uh, 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 oh my god, damn it! I forgot the name. But the kid, uh, this like kid, goes on a trip to France, gets mistaken identity with a, a secret agent, and then has to just like bumble, go with it, bumble his way through secret agents and, and being <laughs> yeah. a badass. Like it's that's uh, awesome. damn. That's I, I wish I could remember the name of that. Damn. <laughs> anyway, but like yeah, I, I can't wait to read more of it. Uh, super excited to have you in the magazine again. Super excited to have you on. Love, love having a chat with you, man. Right. We had a, a long one, which is always great. Like I love, we, yeah. you should absolutely come on my other podcast as well. Uh, we've been waiting, like we've been working on doing an episode about time travel. So like, we oh, should really? absolutely, you should absolutely come on that and we should do a, a huge deep dive into time travel because we want to, oh. we want to steer away from <laughs> pop culture gets us into too many arguments. So we want to start getting into yeah. some, like deep, more deep, more like esoteric kind of things. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right, sir. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out Green Pizza Comics. Uh, if you have not yet, make sure you follow Green Pizza Comics on Instagram and follow Green Pizza Comics on on uh, Facebook or What's um, there's there's also Buy Me a Coffee. Buy Me a Coffee uh, backslash Green Pizza Q. Um, and that's it <laughs> but buy me a coffee that's where uh, i'll post most of the um updates and behind the scenes and i love the and other the other stuff the behind the scenes stuff man I, absolutely you, like i said love that shit that's my that's my oh, sweet that's my crack that's, that's my that's my addiction <laughs> man i love <laughs> process i'm a process junkie man really truly a nice. process junkie like i i think you should put out a process a process sketchbook for every issue that you have and pub, oh, yeah. and like make like use those funds to print the actual comic that's that's my recommendation oh. <laughs> there's an idea yeah i didn't, i mean i didn't think of that that's yeah that's cool the, like the green pizza sketchbook <laughs> yeah that'll be dope series series of sketchbooks but yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you in the next one. Before they go living, my vision is vivid. I wander the places they marvel. The shit that I'm talking is low-key and novel. Yeah, yeah, I'm so lit but a lonely spark. About to end game like Tony Stark.